the reason why I do yoga, honestly, isn't actually for the physical stretch. It's to calm this thing over here, <laughs> my brain. I think there are so many physical benefits to yoga, but the reason why I got addicted to it was because it was the one thing I was able to do to calm my mind. Welcome to the Manny Project Podcast, where we reveal true stories of health, fitness, exercise, nutrition, success, and most importantly, failure. My name is John Meningas, and on this podcast, we hope to learn, get motivated, experiment, have fun, and be inspired. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Manny Project Podcast. On today's episode, I introduced from down under my cousin, Cassandra Anor, CJ Anor, and we haven't uh, seen each other in a long time. We used to see each other all the time at family functions. Um, we were two very, very quiet people in the family. Uh, maybe I was more so. Uh, CJ was very bubbly. She was a very cool girl in the family. She always got along with everybody, uh, but we never really talked a ton. Uh, cool girl. She lives down under. She is in Australia, and she's uh, currently in med school. And uh, you know what? She embodies the yoga lifestyle. And she dragged me out one time to go to hot yoga. Uh, she turned me into a fan ever since then, and uh, I haven't forgotten about that at all. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Be safe, everyone. It's working! Yay! <laughs> Did you have troubles trying to get it on? No, I just, I don't really use Zoom. Okay. Like, I use chat people back home. It's either Messenger or WhatsApp. But I know okay. everyone back home. So I have the app, like when we did our cousin group chat. Were you in yeah, that yeah. one? Yeah, I was in that one. I think yeah. it was only me, you, and uh, Atta Michelle for like the first 20 <laughs> or 30 minutes. Like the first hour. We're like, where was everyone else? I know. And then the boys came on and they did all their virtual backgrounds. The and backgrounds. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I'm going to show you. Like, I know you do a kombucha thing. Oh, yeah. My coffee, but I have all my liquids here. <laughs> like water bottle, coffee, kombucha. Nice, nice. So I'm like, when you're ready for at the end, I'm, I think I'll be done my coffee by then so we can have our kombucha. <laughs> nice. I got my uh, kombucha kind of already started. Uh, right. So you're already at like what? One o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon right now? Well, it's still, it's still more. It's 1118 in the morning here. Oh, so it's only like 13 hours. Oh, no, wait, no, sorry. That is actually 15 hours. Never mind. Sorry, that is 15 hours. It ranges between, well, like 14 and 15 hours because of daylight savings time back home. Okay. So, like, my math that I do is usually, like, minus three or two, depending on daylight savings, and then I just change the a.m. to p.m. Right? Yeah, yeah, that, that makes oh, sense. So that's, like, the easiest shortcut I found to be like, okay, we can meet at this time. That makes the most <laughs> sense. But yeah, it's Tuesday... 11 18 in the morning here that's so trippy it's so trippy yeah. but i guess it's not super weird because i know like if you were talking to someone like back home in the philippines yeah they're technically a whole day basically ahead yeah i'm living in the future i can tell you what's gonna happen <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> well um uh, yeah yeah you could definitely tell us what's happening tomorrow um uh, well here it's nice and sunny here i'll show you this is this i'm in my apartment this okay. is my view oh so jealous it's Oh, nice. So, so jealous. It's, oh, nice. It's hot. I have th if you see my hair blowing, it's because the fan's literally in my face because it's <laughs> so hot here. But it's, you know, I refuse to put my AC on so early in the summer part. Why? Like when we first, 
because it's expensive. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I'll put someone in. But also what the thing is when we first arrived here, right? We had, you know, you're just used to having it. In the summer back home, we blast our AC, right? Yeah. So like when we first arrived here, AC is not really a thing for locals. Like they just acclimatize to the heat. And they just get not, used to it. Yeah, they're not common in like households, but like apartments with like, you know, people like internationals and stuff, they'll, they put it in, right? Okay. But they're not common to have like in the older buildings, right? So when we first came here, because I'm just used to like, you know, all of us blasted the AC in our Airbnb, because, you know, y'all came here when they helped me move. Like, yes. So <clears throat> in our Airbnb, we just blasted the AC. And even when I moved here, I just, that's what I did. But I tried to learn to like get used to it. And then like, now I have this fan that blows my face. And I literally carry it <laughs> in whatever room I'm in my apartment. Like if I'm sleeping, it's literally right on my face. If I'm watching TV, it's like I move it to the couch. And so that's why if you see my hair blowing, it's the No, that's okay. Do you feel as if you have to like turn it off or just like just get used to it? Or like, are you still trying to like, you know, like have a fan around or like turn well, the, on the AC the once in a while? Fan, I actually just fairly recently got because it was just too hot. Like I, I have my windows open. This is another thing. Too many bugs. Like this window <laughs> doesn't have a mesh, right? There's no so screen like, on it? This one, no. Like okay. my... That's a whole other story. My patio one, like they usually have mesh, right? Yeah. But each of these are individually owned. And I had this whole thing with the owner of like, can you please put mesh in? Cause like that was the deal when I came here. Yeah. But we made these excuses. I just made my own like ghetto style mesh. Got it from like the equivalent of a Home Depot and I asked my tall friends to help me pin it. To, like, nice. <laughs> so it does its function. It's fine. But like I had to do that myself. They didn't help me with it. So this one, it only opens this much, but there's no mesh. And there are too many bugs, especially at night when you have the light I was going to say, what's in it like night? Well, I've had some interesting bug stories lately <laughs> because I have like, I'm like, is it worth it? Yes, because it actually gets cool enough at night that I don't need like AC or my fan on. But literally, so I was doing yoga. This is a funny story. I was doing yoga and my like TV area here, I'll show you where that is, which is like, here in my apartment right okay so just is it on the is it above the couch I did... in front of my couch i'll set up my yoga mat oh okay on the floor right so i like lay it out i was lying there peacefully in shavasana my eyes were closed okay and usually i've never had any problem with bugs but it's also because i don't leave this the windows that don't have screens i usually keep them closed right okay yeah yeah but it's been so hot i'm like i'll just leave it open it's fine so I only left it open for like a couple hours. Whatever, I'm lying there in Shavasana, nice and peaceful. Because I'm in summer mode, I do like double sessions for myself and like double meditation, double yoga. So I'm there at night, ready to like go to sleep. So I'm doing my like sleep hygiene at night, lying peacefully in my mat, Shavasana, I fucking open my eyes. And I see this big ass cockroach. I scream, <laughs> bubble out. Usually bugs don't bother me, but it was just the element of surprise, right? My yeah, yeah. eyes close i was not prepared to see this big ass cover was it on the floor beside you or like where was yeah, it was, yeah because i was lying on my mat on the floor right yeah yeah so it was literally like right beside my mat i like got up really quickly and then i have like a little shelf and it like hid behind there and i don't like killing bugs i'll try to trap them and then set them free but this little bugger like hid i'm like you gotta get out of here <laughs> so like, i finally was able to move him but i, ha I had to kill it so. <laughs> That it's one. okay some of them have to go some of them have to go. have to go like i'll show you so this is you know it's a pen holder or whatever right yeah, yeah. i'll literally take out all of the pens trap them and then put like a piece of paper or something underneath yeah and yeah. then i put them out the windows like a, a moth or if it's a butterfly i'll like set them free 
but cockroaches, nah. You gotta go. You gotta <laughs> is, go. Is that the worst insect there? I know that there's a lot of weird insects okay. that are out there. So tell me you what the what? insect situation's like. Yeah. So like you know on BuzzFeed when you're like crazy things in Australia and you're like, I'll never see those. So yeah. to be fair, I actually haven't seen as many crazy things as they do have. But I will tell a quick story. So as part of my program, we had to do like the standard first aid, right? So I did that in the beginning of the year. And you know, when first aid, you're thinking like, okay, you need to know basic CPR, know how to do like the bandage wraps and stuff like that. Yeah, the triangular bandage and all that. Yeah, but here you also need to know how to wrap if you get bitten by a snake <laughs> or like, or like what you're supposed to do when you get bitten by a jellyfish in the ocean. <laughs> it's not like friends. I, I was going to say, is it like just peeing on your friend? Is well, that what I it requires? Like, that's what I guess when we did this course, but apparently it's like vinegar. You're supposed okay. to eat. I'm like, who carries a bottle of vinegar to the beach? <laughs> like he has the ammonia. Well, like, in in fairness, a Filipino would. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, but I don't carry. Do you carry vinegar? No, no. Honestly, I don't like the taste of vinegar. I don't like the smell of vinegar. I don't like anything about vinegar. The only thing that I really like about vinegar yeah. is when it's in chicken adobo. Oh, yeah. That's I don't it. Need that anymore, but I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the taste of it. My dad, he loves like uh, mopping the floor in the house with vinegar. Oh, yeah. My mom does that. Well, to be fair, that is actually a good way to clean. It's natural and it's like a good disinfectant. That's actually how I clean my stuff too. I have a spray bottle here and I oh. put like vinegar, but it works. I just it can't does. do the smell. The smell's so strong. It's so pungent. I can't do Even it. Even in the studio back home when we cleaned, like we used water and vinegar. For Time the, out. For, like, That's, if you're talking about where Moksha Yoga is, where yeah, I came with you, yeah, that was yeah. not vinegar water. Okay, no, that was have, something beautiful. I don't know what it was. It was something majestic. You have different products in that cleaning bucket. So okay. what you smelled was probably the other stuff. But you only but use you only the, clean it for like the surfaces or you clean it for the floors? That's not what you use for the floors. Okay, no, yeah. The floors we use something called pink solution. I think you Oh, that's like the Costco you know? thing. Yeah, Costco. My dad yeah. has a whole bucket of that upstairs. Yeah, yeah. So it's a mix of like pink solution and like this other natural disinfectant. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Pen effect. That's what okay. it is. So there's that as like what we used to clean the floors, right? And then there was like um, just the Benefect, which is the natural disinfectant for like the yoga mats or like commonly touched areas, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But then we have water vinegar for like glass and mirrors. That's what we use. Okay, okay. Yeah. So they did use it there too. It's not just interesting. Filipino thing. And also I remember in elementary school, you know, we went to a, an Italian elementary school. Let's say yeah. David. The janitor, an older Italian gentleman, <laughs> would clean the floors with water and vinegar. I, I would believe that. I totally believe yeah. that. You know what? Yeah. I'm trying to think of my elementary school as well, too, because I wasn't very far from you. Yeah. And I okay. think it was vinegar as well, too. I just remember yeah. something like really pungent. Yeah, it's a very pungent smell. But to that point, too, it's interesting you say you don't like vinegar because kombucha is also I know. has a very acidic, I know. you know taste to it it does so but it has uh you can it has a flavoring to it and then depending on the brand that you have yeah. i know you know the brands that are here some yeah. of them are very light and then some of them yeah. are like really fermented yeah so there you can get a wide spectrum of them they're not all the same it's true, it's true. and low-key like i don't know i feel like it's just maybe the people i surround myself with or i'm just very influential let's just say because <laughs> all of my friends here not never heard of not a fan of 
whatever kombucha. Yeah. Whatever yeah. I've been here now for like a bit of pretty much a year because I came here before January. But um, yeah, now they, they like kombucha. I don't how know. Big of, how big of a deal is it there? I want to know. Like, a, well, okay, they have it at grocery stores. Like, there's there's a couple of grocery stores, but the go-to one here it's called Woolworths, so Woolies for short. Okay. Kind of like your, uh, I don't know. Kind of like a Fortinos. No, not like fourteen, like less than fourteen o's. Like a no frills like, kind of deal. Yeah, probably like a no frill situation back home. Okay. I would say that's the equivalent. Yeah. So they have it there, um, because you know they have like their health aisle and whatever, and they sell com- kombucha. There are a couple brands. To be honest, I just get whatever's on sale. But, that's like, fine. So I've tried, I've tried different brands, but the one that I have, remember, showed you the picture. Yeah, this yeah. One, this one's Low Bros. <laughs> so it's passion fruit. I fin- I finished the nice. ginger one. Already, that's, okay. Thought, that's okay i had like three stacks <laughs> yeah you should be all the six packs in your fridge <laughs> i was like it's funny because it looks like beer but it's just kombucha it does it's look like beer it. yeah it does it has it's like the legit beer bottle <laughs> but today, it's I'm, not. today i'm rocking some tonica peach so i'm keeping oh. it simple um yeah. i don't have the glass with me because i actually already drank half of it upstairs but um nice. this is a whole new like setup for me i'm kind of getting used to this Okay, cool. I'm trying to get used to like the computer screen. I'm trying to get used to like the background. I'm trying to get used to like no guest being here, which is like kind of been the thing well, I didn't yeah. want to do. How many podcasts have you done so far where you weren't, where it was virtual versus like an in-person session? I was so, curious. Believe it or not, you're actually the third one now. Oh, um, really? You're now the third one. And the previous two. Yeah. So you're the third one. You're the third consecutive Zoom podcast. Okay. And uh, the other two are going to come out pretty soon. The first one is going to come out on Friday. And then uh, I'm trying to like slowly release it out in, in a couple right. of days. Yeah. Um, but this is the third one. It's a different experience. Uh-huh. I don't know that I like it. But yeah. I mean, there's only so many times I can actually do this, especially with you. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. Because so. the thing is, I don't know, like these things in obviously it's different from having any kind of in-person encounter, but like, I've just gotten used to having to talk to people this way. Oh, uh, like, have you? I'm normal. Well, cause you know, everyone back home, right? Like it's all video. Chats. That's true. That's true. That's um, true. obviously I have my friends here, but like the, to catch up, it's the only way that we can do it. Right. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. not going to be home till God knows when, hopefully next year, fingers crossed. Hopefully. But like it's all like this zoom chats, whatever, WhatsApp, whatever means you're going to use, but it's all online. So yeah. I've kind of gotten used to it. And like the weird, especially at home, for some reason, I think my dad was saying our internet's fine, but like the router, there's some issue. So every time Maybe I because talk, Josh keeps playing all those games. This is what my dad says. He games <laughs> all the time. He's like, I feel like Josh is using up all of that. He has <laughs> to be. He has to so, be. You guys like, might have like unlimited uh, internet service at home and Josh is using all of it. Yeah. Okay. The thing is his room is right by where the router is. So like oh, okay. all of it. Yeah. But my pet, you know, parents, they're just generally quite slow when they talk and like hard of hearing. And so we already have that going on. Then you compound the fact that like we don't, he doesn't have good connection. I'm literally repeating myself like 10 times. I was like, I hear you. I know what you're saying. <laughs> that connection. Anyways. You know so what? I, so yesterday I actually did the second one from someone with Texas. And uh-huh. I'm actually really surprised because right now this is actually really clear. Like I have no problems with your internet. Like I'm no problem with your audio. It's yeah. coming up really good, but with, like, not that it was bad with hers, yeah. but it just was like a little crackly. 
Okay. Sometimes it'll kind of freeze and sometimes it'll kind of hold. Maybe her internet connection then? Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe. Hmm. But honestly, so out of the three times I told you I did uh, Zoom podcasts, yeah. I've only used Zoom four times. Okay. So literally the I'm three not, podcasts not, and the one we did with the cousins. Oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> like Zoom, I'm not really familiar with. I have it because like when X Michelle set up the cousin group chat and stuff. Yeah. But generally speaking, I don't know. I just use WhatsApp. Yeah, that's cool. So uh, I know it obviously has other features and like whatever. I just don't know what it is. Because even for school, we're still on like when I was back in school because we're on summer break now. Um, it was online, but we used uh, Microsoft Teams. Yeah, yeah. I'm a bit more familiar with that. I use Teams like, for work, and it's not bad. It's about the same thing. It's decent. Like, I know how to use it. So uh, you I think the backgrounds with that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. the big difference is um, just the amount of users coming on. So if you've got a lot of users coming on, you might yeah, be able to do more with Teams, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I try not to use these. Uh, I try not to use this a, a ton. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So welcome to the podcast. Welcome. I listened to, sorry, I talk a lot, but I listened okay. to most recently, the one of you and Creorich. Oh, yeah. yeah. God. And then <laughs> yesterday, I just listened to the one of you and Etzland. The hairspray. Oh my god. Hairspray. Hairspray. When you sprayed her in the face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it was a perfume. It was a perfume. Yeah. I was like, did you actually do that? That's yeah. So I didn't even know that was a wrestler thing. Just hearing that you sprayed someone. You're like your sister was, and I remember Entilita's perfume because when I would hang out at your place, like you guys always went to their room. Yeah, because when Ed Casey did her piano lessons with Entilita, I would hang out with Entilita. We'd bake or do whatever, watch Oprah. I would draw. (laughs) (laughs) She's watching her talk show. But I remember going to your parents' room, and like I remember that perfume because it had that ball thing where you like squeeze. Yeah, so it's its own separate glass piece, so it'll be like this, and then it'll have like a little spout with a little ball yeah. puffer yeah i remember yeah. playing with that because i'm like oh this is like the ones you see on tv but like not everyone has them I never sprayed it but i did i remember that like that's the image that i had when i heard the story of you spraying <laughs> <laughs> i was like that would fucking suck to have yeah. that on your face no wonder you don't wrestle like, so it's not just in the face it's also in the eyes like that was the wrestler's yeah. like oh, thing he would not just yeah. spray it like from a distance at your face um, Oh man. So he would yeah. beat you, he'd pin you, get the W, and then like just go like right to the eyes and then go squirt squirt. Oh, and the wrestler would be obviously really pissed, but he would walk off yeah. like all cool and macho. Oh my god. How do but, those people not go blind? I know it's like a whole ordeal of like it's not whatever. Oh, it's all fake. You know that he's only spraying yeah. water. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's all an act. But still, like it, it looks real. So you just feel it viscerally when you're watching that stuff. You're like, oh my god. <laughs> Listen, I'm sure there's a there's something that Josh did when you guys were like all growing up. Was there anything like between the three of you guys that would oh, like? Well, I think honestly, it was more at Casey. Josh was pretty. Oh, like... really? So I remember this. Is, they're gonna laugh when they hear me tell the story. <laughs> but like, so you know, we had our solarium like in yes. our old house. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So like one summer, we're probably like I don't know, maybe I was like eight or seven or eight or something like that. Which means that she was nine. So if I was like seven, she was then nine. She's two years older than me. And Josh is three years younger than me, right? So he was like, he was young. He was like four. Four, five, six. I I may get this wrong, but I just, I think that they were fighting. Because the thing is, so I used to fight a lot with her. And then Josh and her used to fight. But Josh No offense, you seem like you'd be just the one out of it. Like you'd seem like the one that just wants to stay away from it. 
Oh no, well with me and her, we fought a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> like little, you know, little spats. It's like not a big deal. Oh, okay. But like me and her used to fight a lot because I would just annoy her. Got it. As you can probably imagine. Like the younger sister. Uh, I don't know if that's a thing. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I annoyed her, but she's just <laughs> also easily annoyed, I think. But anyway, so yeah, me and her would fight a lot, or like Josh and her. So like those were the dynamics of like sibling fights. Okay. I think they were in a fight or something. And this is an example, as you said, where I wasn't in it. I was literally just like physically there and like not involved in whatever the situation was. I don't even know what they were fighting about. But she literally, was it her, Josh? I'm trying to remember so I get the story straight. They can correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure it was her or Josh. (laughs) Fuck, I don't remember. Okay, I'm pretty sure it was her though. Okay. She threw. So we had, (laughs) there were these like, Filipino shoes like they're slippers they're not chinelas okay they're not chinelas no they were like uh cute little kitty sandals like a slip-on okay the heel had there was like they're actually really nice The the heel was like wooden and it had like a scene it was like hands carved it was nice I think I got it from my grandma but anyways but they're it's wood right so it's yes yeah yeah not like light plastic it's like a chunk of wood on a heel Anyways, she got so mad at Josh. I'm pretty sure she threw it, but they, they can correct me if I'm wrong. She tried to, she threw it at him because she was mad, but because I was in the middle, it hit my ear. Like, it literally like, <laughs> hit my face. <laughs> I wasn't even involved in this fight, but I was literally in the middle. So that's just, like, that's just the relationship, I think. Middle child, middle of everything, you know? Nice, nice. Yeah, I guess, I guess. I only... I only remember one fight between myself and the three of you guys. And the one fight came between Ate Casey for you. Yeah. What was it? I don't remember this. So maybe you can drop my memory. It's kind of funny. So I think we were somewhere, I don't know where it was, but we were definitely not in Toronto. We were somewhere traveling together, our family, your family. And I wore a t-shirt that day that said, you're boring. And it has the, like he, just tired face, you know? Yeah. So it was just like a cartoon. He was like, oh, he's like tired. He's yawning. And it just says you're boring. Okay. So obviously, Wait, you know. Do you know how old you were? Because I can backtrack to like in my time memory bank. You, you guys came with us to Florida, right? I think so. Oh, I was so young. I don't remember any of that. I saw That's why. So yeah, I, I think it was in Florida. I want to say it was in Florida. I was so. Ninety six, so I was nine at that point. Ninety six, I was three. Yeah, okay, I was three. I was a. I don't remember that, but okay, continue. So yeah, um, I think we were in Disneyland, and we were around like Magic Kingdom or like one of those, you know, really really nice spots. Yeah. And, you know, Richard was like, me and Richard were like this, right? Yeah. So whenever we like hung together, like it was cool. But then whenever we split. You yeah. know, your Ate Casey would come around and like we would talk and then I just said Ate or Casey and yeah. I just went like this. <laughs> and then I, I pretended to do the yawn and she's like, don't say that. And then she like hit me in the arm, like a nice slap. Oh and it said, God. you're boring. Just like a, as a kid would. Yeah. And I think she went to go tell on me. She told your mom and then, uh, yeah, we got into, we got, we got into a fight. That's funny. That's so funny. <laughs> actually reminds me i'm just thinking now of all the memories i have at your house and like i said 
I was mostly there when she was there for piano lessons with that's Leanne. I would just come along and hang out with your mom. We love, yeah. like, that's why I think I love to bake now is because we'd always bake together. But I remember I was like, I was wearing these jeans and my favorite top at the time, which was like, I was probably like six or seven or something. And I was wearing like, it was a white long sleeve and it had like fake pearl buttons and like pink bows. Okay. And it's like a, a clean white shirt, okay? We're making like chocolate cake or chocolate brownies or oh, something chocolate, no. okay? So anyways, we're making it. And like, you know how you beat stuff with a beater, right? The electrical yeah. beater. And your mom's like, okay, you can hold this while I get something from the fridge. Don't lift it up. Just hold it in the bowl. I yeah, like, of course. Okay, I got this. Don't worry. But because I was a shit disturber, I was like, lift. I got it And all the chocolate going everywhere? all over my face, all over my <laughs> shirt. But she, your mom's just a jokester too. She, we just laughed it off. But she was, was like, a jokester. Oh. But I was like, oh shit, my mom's gonna be so mad. I got it on my white shirt. So I remember going home and your, your mom had a plan for me of how to like this, like, what do you call it? Like mitigate the like anger of my mom. Okay. Like, dirty. She's like, okay, this is what you do. You know, ring the doorbell. Your mom's gonna open the door and then she's gonna see your shirt because it's brown now, it's not white. But as soon as she's like, what did you do with your shirt? Be like, here, mom, I made you brownies. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember literally doing that. And then my mom just laughed it off. Like your mom <laughs> has a really great way of diffusing things with humor. That's how I remember. Interesting. Her. Interesting. Yeah. Or even during your baseball games and stuff. I remember she would always just pick us up and we would like ride our bikes, you know, the community center. Yeah. Or around the parks. And you just go on the sidewalks. The park. Yeah. Or during your games, she got me into sunflower seeds. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. You, you know, she, you guys all love your sunflower seeds. But, like, what she would do <laughs> is she would literally, like, do one for her and one for me. And I was really? too lazy. I didn't want to do the work. So, like, she literally would just put it there. And I made a pile until they were, like, a bunch to just eat at the same time. <laughs> so she had to, like, de-shell it completely for you? Yeah. Wow. She would do, like, she would do one for her, one for me. I was like, and I'm, like, like a little squirrel, like, collecting all these seeds. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just ate it all together because I was like, I don't know, you have more at one time. Or you of course, of course. Of it feels more like substantial as opposed to just exactly. like one little tiny sunflower seed. Yeah. So I got yeah. like a bunch and then I would eat it at the same time. I'm like, thanks. And then I would just wait again for her to do it and I would like be doing something else. <laughs> or like I would be on my bike making laps and she would just make the pile for me. <laughs> and I'd come back and just eat the seed. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I remember. I remember call, that. Call me an old fart. An old fart. I don't have a, don't ton, have of a ton of those memories. Really? I really don't. No. Like, I have, I have a couple of memories of food and, like, McDonald's, but yeah. I don't have a ton of, like, those kind of, like, you guys coming over or, like, cousin memories. Yeah. Like, none yeah. of those. I, like, I've lost all of them. But, like, your mom also would really, like, I remember she would take us a lot to go to the movies. I think you yeah. mentioned like yeah, you guys, yeah, yeah. You guys watched your own movie. We watched the more kiddie one, but your mom was with us. Well, of course, you were, you were younger though, obviously too, right? Yeah. You can't go watch Happy Gilmore. Well, one time I think it was actually in hindsight, I could be wrong, but when you guys went to that a different movie, and then it was like the three of us with your mom, and then like Josh, we got this big bag of popcorn. I'll never forget this. Josh remembers this too. Got this big bag of popcorn, and somehow it spilled right on the floor. But like, because it was such a big bag, it made a big pile of popcorn on the floor. Oh, okay. And then, but like, you can't wait, whatever. Like, it's the big bag. You just got it, right? And then your mom was like, just eat the ones on the top. The top, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you have Josh. Why like, would you waste a whole bag? Of course you can't waste a whole bag. 
you have this like image of this like little kid just like eating the popcorn off the floor. Was it like at least in the movie or was it like in the in the lobby? No, no, it was in the movie. We were already oh, sitting okay. Yeah. Oh, who cares then in that case? It's kind of like, you know, in Friends, that episode where the cheesecake fell and they're just like... Oh, yeah, and they're just picking at the top? I yeah, have a feeling like there's going to be a lot of Friends references in this. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I just recently rewatched it because I have so much time now. So they're all pretty fresh in my head, these these Friends references. I just figured with the weather that you guys have, you wouldn't, be, you wouldn't even be inside or watching movies or anything. You'd be oh, outside. Well, here's, here's the interesting. I literally, my friend slept over, so she like just left. And we were talking about how, okay, so the thing with me was like, I always just imagined that I wanted to just live on the beach. Like that was my goal. Like go on a beach house, just like have my backyard, which is the beach. And just like, that's goals, you know? And somehow I manifested moving here. But the interesting thing is I think, okay, we're still recently in summer break. So I'm not used to having so much time that like, I thought to myself when I moved here, I'm like, okay, every weekend I'm going to take a break, you know, balance out going studying with like going to the beach. Because the thing is, I don't have a car here, but it's pretty accessible. So I live, if I were to take, let's say in a car situation, it would take me like five minutes to get to school. So I live in between school, grocery stores on this side and a bit further is the beach. So it's like a 10 minute drive to the beach. Okay. And in Australia, I have some... I had some friends that were from Australia before I moved here, just from like traveling and stuff. And um, they were all like, oh yeah, we go to the Gold Coast for vacation. Like this place that I'm in currently is known for their beaches. It's literally called the Gold Coast. Nice. (laughs) So like beautiful beaches, people come here to vacation. And so that's why I say I literally live in like a beach town, which is what I wanted in the beginning. But you know, in hindsight, you don't really imagine it to be that way. So long story short, I haven't been to the beach as often as like I should be, which is why now I'm going to be taking advantage of that. Of course, it's your summer now. Yeah. yeah. But I told my friends too, I'm like, Jesus, when I come back home, I'm going to be such a beach snob. Like, ew. Yeah. Was Sega I'm Beach? Like, ew. Swim in the lake. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm already like that. I already know. I'm a um, beach snob. I, I actually had the same feeling. So when I was growing up, I was like, I want to have a beach house. I want to live off the beach. I want to have a cottage. Like, yeah. I want the beach life. And you know what? Whenever I vacationed, unfortunately, yeah. I was the beach bum. I uh, know. I'd be talking about such a beach bum. We would be like, oh, you guys should go to this place, this place. And she's like, nah, your cousin just likes to lay on a beach. Yeah. So. Yeah. So for her, she's more of the venturer and like walking around and experimenting and uh, yeah. seeing new places. And I'm like, nah, I just want to sit down. I don't like, want to come I, home from vacation tired, you know? Fair. That's fair. But I, I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I feel like I'm a mix of both of you in that way. I like doing both. So what I usually do when I plan my trips is like we do our adventure stuff in the beginning and then we end off in like a beachy type of thing. Okay. So okay. Like you got to mix the both, best of both worlds. Because I feel like if you're going so far away, let's say Thailand, right? Sure. For a couple of weeks, we did like all of the adventure stuff and then we ended up at the beach for like the last couple of days. So you kind of unwind in that way. But yeah. I still got to do the adventure stuff. True. So, True. Yeah. A, a mix of both is probably the right call. Um, yeah. Or if you're just like me, you just sit on the beach for seven straight days. Yeah. Everyone I talk to, I'm like, you would love it here. I'm just low key trying to convince everyone to move here so that I can <laughs> justify staying here. But I'm like, at least my family's here now. <laughs> so now I'm good. I'm like slowly recruiting my parents. I'm like, oh, you'd love it here for retirement. Like my dad's always said he wanted to retire just like him on an island in a beach with his like fish. You know, my dad's, he doesn't eat shellfish. He's allergic, but he loves okay. fish, right? 
So I'm like, dad, they have like the best fresh fish here. Like the ocean's right here. They have a good healthcare system. Like you mom should just like retire here. (laughs) And when they visited, they actually saw, you know, they were here to experience a little bit of it. I'm sure. And I feel like they would really like it. So I'm sure they would have ventured a little bit more if it wasn't for a little someone that didn't have an injury. Yeah. Oh my God. Mess. When we kid, you you kind of you your listeners already heard the story, so I don't want to rehash it of how Josh and like that whole thing. But literally, yeah, the healthcare card thing was an issue. I was sitting there. It was like I don't know, sometime early in the morning. We're like just waiting for the doctor to officially call it. It's an Achilles, whatever, right? Yeah. But we all like Pierre just said they googled it even before they went to the emerge. We already knew they knew, yeah. But like you know, emerge kind of takes their time, especially in the midnight. So it's kind of like. You're just waiting there for hours. Was that a day or two before you guys left? It was, I think it was actually like a week. So we had, Oh, okay. A week. Okay. Okay. Like, cause he, I think it was the day after I I was driving him around. Okay. Like, okay, what do we need to do before I leave? I'm like, I have my own stuff. I got, I have my own checklist of things I got to do, but now I got to do stuff for him too. So (laughs) we're literally like driving around. It was so busy leading up to it, like getting his health card getting the like doctor documents whatever for the airport to, you know, like so that he can get him access to whatever, like a proper seat on the airplane or blah, blah, blah. And then like that plus like his school stuff because he had exams. Mm. So I was literally like driving between doctor's office, York, and like doing my own stuff to like pick up little things that I needed to pack. It was very hectic. And then, but there are pros to this too. You see a guy in crutches with his leg wrapped in a wheelchair at the airport you get good service <laughs> yeah i can imagine i can imagine that, that's the flip side of it um but it was hard to like he basically stayed in the airbnb with that's casey while me and my parents would run around here like looking for places to inspect to find a place for me to live and like getting groceries and all this other stuff nice. so that's why i think when they were here unfortunately but like i don't know I still, I feel bad when my parents came here because it felt like work. You know, every day we'd wake up at this time, we'd have to go inspect different apartment buildings. We had to go get furniture or whatever. It was always like something that- Something had to be on the go. Yeah. So we never, they never really like properly, we never really had like a proper beach day or like a proper whatever. The only thing we really did when they were here was we went to the sanctuary so that we can see the koalas and the kangaroos. Aww. Which is great, but again, it was like a one day off kind of thing. Yeah, and it probably wasn't like a, a more of seeing the rest of Australia. It was just obviously yeah, just exactly. enjoying an experience, right? Yeah, like, you know, we had a nice Airbnb and, and stuff like that, but it wasn't like every day, it was a, a vacation day. Yeah. It was really like that was the one day that we did something, which was we went to the sanctuary. Other <laughs> than that, we were just running around trying to get stuff, furniture or whatever. Um, so that's why I would want them to come back to properly enjoy it now. I'm like, one, you have, if they have the time and, you know, obviously this isn't a non-COVID world I'm imagining, I know. but like if everyone came to visit, there's now I know the place well enough to be like, okay, these are the good beaches. These are the good restaurants. This is where we should go. You know? Cause I've been, I've been here long enough to know what I think they would like, that yep. I can like, curate a good, you know, itinerary for them. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I'm sure when they come over, they're not going to, you know what, they may have a lot of time. So if they do have a lot of time on the plate, then yeah, they could definitely experience a full lifestyle of being in Australia, right? Yeah. And especially it's kind of like when when you say that you're going to the Philippines, because it's such a long flight, you need to come for at least two weeks, right? Yeah. So you you need to save up your vacation 
and all that stuff to make it worth the flight because the flight's so long. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I how, what's I'm the time? Well, you know, but between the actual flight and all the transitioning, if especially if you have layovers and stuff, it could be like a full on 24 hours, right? Of course. Is there any, did you come direct or did you uh, have to make a stop? Well, we, we stopped in the Philippines, right? Because we spent Christmas there. Okay. And for that, I'm pretty sure it was just direct. I yeah. Say. I don't sometimes you can go to the Philippines direct. Otherwise, you're going through Vancouver. Yeah. I don't think or sometimes Tokyo. Yeah, no, I don't think we stopped in either of those this time when they came. Um, but like I know some people too, like we flew into Brisbane, which is the kind of bigger city in Queensland, just north of where I am. And then from there we drove here. But they also have an airport here in the Gold Coast, but it's a smaller airport. Mm. But I think they do take some international flights. I'm not 100% sure. If they so don't take international, they'll take a domestic flight or something. Yeah, yeah, domestic for sure. I'm just not, yeah. I don't know that it's, actually they do take international. So I think my friend came from Korea from there, if okay. I'm not mistaken. Cool. But yeah, you would love it, especially as a beach bum. They have so many nice beaches I would totally love here. it. Just the, the beaches, the sun, like all of it's all for me. All of it. But you know what? Unfortunately, yeah. the, I'm stuck in Toronto. Yeah. I'm stuck <laughs> in Toronto. I was going to say, like the winter here is like not even fall back home. It's not even full on sweater weather. But like, I was going to say, like I, thought you I, I thought your winter is like our spring. Yeah, I would say it's more like that. But because I'm so used to this now, I feel like I'm, I'm also going to be a baby when I come back home and it's like, I don't know. Neg oh my gosh, it's perfect. <laughs> I'm not used to it. Yeah, yeah. You get acclimatized usually, you know? Yeah. When I left but, my um, store yeah, today, it was like... Probably... Oh. Sorry, what'd you say? Yeah. Oh, no, I just said, yeah. Like. Oh, um... Yeah, so when I left my store today, uh, it was windy as heck. Yeah. And it was not only raining, but it started becoming like wet snow. And it's now officially like one degree with wet snow. And now it's going to go like negative tonight. Oh, it's just, it's just nasty. So I'm just, uber, uber jealous of you. Yeah. I'm like, I tell people like, I'm sorry. Like, part of me doesn't even want to post stuff because I just feel bad. Because I know no, you guys are a major and I don't like major. No, but I just I'm do just it. like, I'm spreading the sunlight to you guys. Like I'm sending <laughs> the good vibes your way. But I know it, like my, my parents were sending me photos. It snowed there too at some point, right? Oh already. yeah. 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 Like it was probably like a week ago. A week yeah, ago. I think we I had like 10 centimeters or something like that. Oh yeah, I know. Oh, well, the thing that I don't, I don't like the cold, but I also hated shoveling the snow. <laughs> I just don't like it. I don't mind it. You, I, get lot, you get a lot of snow. You do get a lot of snow, and especially where you are, believe it or not, like the further north that you keep going, it, it yeah. does get a lot more. Like the snow does come a little bit thicker. So, yeah. And so, like, it's always like our, our family activity. All right, everyone put your winter coats on and let's go show <laughs> the snow. And like the driveway is pretty, like, it's pretty big. So, like, yeah, yeah it takes yeah. a couple people. Um, and then I always, I just, yeah, it's too cold. I'm just not, <laughs> I've never been a fan. I just stay there. Just stay there. Enjoy the comforts. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, when my friends were like, don't you miss the snow? I'm like, my version of missing the snow is like looking at it cozy with my blanket and my hot chocolate, looking at the snowfall from inside, not like not shoveling it and like, uh, you know, walking around <laughs> in it. Not shoveling, like, I'm sure like snow angels and, and snowmans. 
that's fine for like a couple hours, but not like for a whole season, <laughs> you know? Because I feel like winter drags on back home too. It's a pretty yeah. long season, right? It is, it is. But as long yeah. as you're on the Gold Coast right now, just enjoy the sun, enjoy the weather, enjoy oh, that yeah. beautiful, beautiful breeze. Please yeah, bring it because we definitely great. need it here. It, it sucks here. Oh, geez. Yeah. But at some point, fingers crossed, I don't know what the whole tra travel is just going to look so different moving forward. But someday, eventually, I'm here for at least three more years. So hopefully by then. Hopefully by then. Maybe we do like a little bit of a cousin's visit. Oh, I would love that. That'd be so fun. Oh, geez. yeah. That'd be you'll, cool. you'll get to show us the beaches and show us around. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. I still so. haven't. You know, they drive on the other side of the road here, though, right? I've heard. I've heard. And the cars are also switched, like driver's seat. Driver on the right side. Mm -hmm. yeah. I haven't tried driving here yet. I'm a little just nervous to do it because I already basically have my left and right a little bit disoriented. I'm always like, left is this, right is this. You have to <laughs> think twice alone, about like, it. I have to think twice about it, let alone just like driving on the other side or, you know, cause everything is flipped. So when you're walking on the sidewalk, right, you know, there's one side where you, you know, you walk like one way and the other people walk on the opposite direction. Yeah. 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 Or like on escalators, right. One side is for standing, one side is for passing by. So the way that I remember it is like, what is not your usual, like what's not intuitive to you is what's here. This yeah. is the norm here. We've heard that it has, I've heard at least, I don't know about other yeah. people, but I've heard that it's like the complete flip. So if yeah. the right side is the stay cool and the left side is like the passing lane, then the yes. right side is a passing lane for you guys. Yeah, that's exactly it too. On the highway, it's the same thing. So my yeah. dad got tripped up because when we rented the car, he was the one that was driving around. Hmm. So that was tough for him to get around. And plus, so I don't know if you know this, but I know I just also envision along with this like beach living like goals i just picture myself driving like a i think it's like a country song like a pickup truck like a, not a big really truck, like, like a small pickup truck yeah i kind of and put then, you on like a uh toyota prius or something like that i don't to be honest i don't know much about cars but i just like the idea of like i don't know not that i have anything in particular to put in the back of that truck but like i just have the option of it like whether it's like my dogs or like a potential surfboard in the future once I learn how to do that. But like, I just feel like it gives you space. And like, you know, it's always nice weather here. So that's kind of how I, I pictured it. So anyways, yeah. because my dad knows that, he wanted to get like a pickup truck for us to drive around here. But I don't know if it was the company that missed, I don't know, there's some sort of miscommunication along the line. When we got to the airport to pick up this truck, it was legitimate, the construction worker pickup truck. Seriously? <laughs> The big headlights, like, I, I, I wish I had a photo of it, but I don't have one. But you know what I mean? Like, those big white trucks with, like, the big blinking lights. So, like, I don't know. like More like a cargo thing. van kind of deal? I don't know. Or more like, of a construction kind of, like, like pickup truck? Like a construction truck pickup oh, okay. truck type of thing. And we were all laughing, like, this is not what you wanted. This is not <laughs> what you envisioned. So, like, that plus being on the opposite side of the road and the car, you know, the driver's seat is different. Plus the size like, of that car too. And it's, and it's huge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all of these For sure. Were working in his favor. Thankfully though, we arrived in the middle of the day. Cause imagine driving that at night. Oh Ooh. man. Thank goodness there were no accidents, but you could imagine the potential for that. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I, my mom and I, cause I had, we had a lot of luggages, right? Cause it wasn't just my stuff. I only had two luggages. Like my whole life was in two luggages. I and no offense, but women's clothing just fits up so much better in, in luggage. 
Well, the, the, uh, the other secret too is like, um, you know, those vacuum sealed bags. Oh yeah. 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 So I used a lot of those, which is why I was able to narrow it down to two luggages. Well, you know, but there's five of us. So with all between all of our stuff, we had a lot of luggage. Of course. So my mom and I, my school had this thing where they can offer like a free shuttle from like the airport to wherever you're staying. So my mom and I took that just to segue, you know, us and like the luggages a little of course. bit. And so then dad was driving, Josh was in the front, as Casey was in the back. So the three of them were there with the rest of our luggages in this pickup truck. And like Josh was the co-pilot, but he was literally like, dad, you're too far left. Dad, you're too far right. Like every little subtle thing because the car's huge and you're disoriented because you're of on course. the other side, right? Of course. So Josh was like, we almost got in a couple accidents, but like thankfully, and Josh is calm. He's very good in these situations, but I'm pretty sure Atsuki was freaking out in the back like, oh my God, what's happening? <laughs> so between the two of them, they managed to get to the Airbnb safely. But even when we were driving around and they were chilling at home and me, mom and dad were like out looking at these places, trying to find all this furniture. I was the one sitting in the front because my mom got too freaked out. She's like, oh my God, I can't because she's like the backseat driver type of thing where he's like, honey, you're too far left. You're going to go this way. I'm like, mom, <laughs> I'll sit in the front because I'm like, Josh, we have pretty calm demeanors. when me Of course. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, dad, just move a little bit to the right, move a little to the left. But in my head, I was like, oh my God, we're going to die. <laughs> low-key thinking that but didn't want to freak him out so i'm just like half closing my eyes and almost like you know when you're sitting and i'm like almost like leaning this way a little bit as if that's yeah, gonna yeah yeah shift the car as if it's gonna help out. you just and feel like, better that you're more centered into the yeah i'm like lane. my center of gravity will somehow push this whole heavy car to this side a little bit yeah it was like that <laughs> but i don't know i've never tried driving here i'm still a little nervous about that so i just leave it to like my local friends if i unfortunate to have to be sitting in a car sometimes i forget what it's like to sit in a car because i either walk everywhere or i'm public trans you know transit well especially if you're not that far there's no need for a car anyways if you tell me yeah. that the beach is a 10 minute drive and yeah. you can walk that in 25 minutes like, i would just walk to the beach exactly yeah so that's and that's the thing here too if we're talking about fitness and stuff i really like i think it's in general australia but i can't say because i've only lived on the gold coast but everyone here Act, like just an active lifestyle I feel like is the culture which I really love you know both of us like appreciate just longevity and just being physically active to whatever capacity you can mm -hmm. like you have older adults like elderly adults just walking around you know biking and running whatever surfing all that stuff like everyone here is just very physically active as the norm yeah so it kind of encourages that active healthy lifestyle which I really that's like. awesome that's awesome. So that's why I'm also like, everyone needs to just come here. So then you'll like, you get the balance. You get the nice sunshine, the nice weather. Everyone here is much more lax. You get a lot of the Western culture influences, but it's not the same kind of intensity. It's not the full Western culture. Or, yeah. yeah. Especially when it comes to work and productivity, it's not the same mindset here, right? Like people I've heard will literally take their lunch breaks to go surfing. <laughs> i kid you not they're like meanwhile here we are trying to get a half hour <laughs> exactly yeah and then on the weekends beaches are filled because like it's a very family thing weekends are beach days you know yeah so it's really nice to see that they really i feel like they have a good lifestyle balance like work-life balance here in that sense like work is work but they close they also close really early which is unfortunate if you're the, the consumer you want to buy something at like 
six o'clock that everything is already closed, but they close early because then they go home and they hang out with their families. Right? That's awesome though. That's awesome. So, but it's, yeah. Like if you're living here and you have that kind of, I think that's a great balance to have. I think that resonates with me more so than like, oh, for sure. plus the winter, plus all these stuff. I'm like, get me out of here. Yeah, for sure. Like, don't get me wrong. It's definitely a hustle here in Toronto. Uh, I'm not going to lie. So uh, our store is uh, closed at the moment. I finished work at seven today and that's being early. Um, What time do you you start? Like, was uh, I was, I started as early as like 11. So just because of like COVID times and the way that it is right now, like we're like modified hours. So we're not like the full, full day. But even then, if you think of it, like if it was nine to nine before, not that I would work 12 hours, but if those yeah. are the hours, they're kind of late hours. And if you think yeah, of it, sure. if you think of it, if, you, if I had a family, like how much time would I be spending with my family if I was like working until 930 or 10 o'clock? Yeah, but that's the norm, right? Everyone until you're actually, this is why I also really love traveling because it just takes you physically and like mentally out of a space where you just have a different perspective, right? Yeah. And you, yeah. you realize like, oh, our norm is a little weird, you know? Our norm is, that- is like way too fast. Yeah. I'm like, is this way really the way things are supposed to live? Or is this just how we were so conditioned and ingrained to just live this way, you know, mm-hmm. without questioning it? That's the other thing. Yeah. Well, so- I hope you enjoy the lifestyle there. It sounds like you're really enjoying your time. I really love it here. Yeah, I'm very happy. <laughs> it doesn't I- sound I- like you're going to come back. It doesn't sound like it at all. <laughs> well, all my friends were like, you know what? maybe four years will be enough for you. You know, like you'll get your experience, get it all out there, shake it all out that you'll be ready to come home because obviously like they're staying there and they obviously want us to be closer, right? Who doesn't Mm -hmm. want that? But I don't know. Right now, I've just finished my first year, but I really, I really do love it. (laughs) And it doesn't surprise me. I heard this before. I was pre-warned and I guess in a way, where they said that a lot of Canadian international students end up staying because they just love it. And now I viscerally understand why. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your time there. How much longer is your summer there? Your, your summer break or your summer vacation? Yeah. So school here is interesting because you know, back home, even in undergrad, you kind of start like September, right? Like around Mm -hmm. fall and you go September to like April and you have four months of summer. Yeah. And that's the same thing for med school back home here school starts with the calendars like january is the beginning of the okay. school year. yeah okay. so january is the beginning of the school year med school here we have less breaks um but we start in january and then we finished november so we're on break i was on break as of november 13th okay and then i go back end of jan okay it's not that so bad it's like a decent amount of time yeah yeah it's not bad it's kind of like a yeah. high school calendar. So it's like re- pretty much 10 months and you're off for two, two, exactly. two and a half. When, and I was thinking though, because med school back home, you get four months off. I'm like, I'm being gypped. I only get like two months off. I get half the time. But honestly, I feel like it's enough time. Yeah, like, no, I think it's enough time. And now that, because I have every day and I'm just like figuring out things out, things to do and whatever. And, and still to this day, right? Like I'm still have very much have that like, productivity go 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 ingrained in me that i'm like i need to do stuff every day that two months of like even if i plan my own stuff it's not as regimented as it is with school that i feel like it's enough time to unwind relax and just like mentally and physically prepare for like a new school year yeah 
you definitely need a reset, but I think sometimes if you get into too long of a reset, you get yeah. a little bit too comfortable and you're not as yeah. sharp when you, when you return. Yeah, I would, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's a, a good amount of time. Cool. Do you have any plans for your summer? Um, you just I came back from a little mini vacation. Yeah. See, I just like, I was also hesitant about posting that stuff too, because I'm like, I know, because the thing is here, let me preface it with this. COVID has never been as bad in Australia as it has been ever back home. Mm. So when you guys did your first lockdown, uh, we were still in-person school, but like a couple weeks later, we went from zero to a hundred essentially. Like, okay. Are you talking about zero to hundred cases or zero to hundred, like from nothing to like crazy? Like zero to a hundred in terms of the precautions and measurements. Okay. Okay. Cases were never as much as it is back home, especially Fair. of course. So, you know, like bigger cities were bigger hotspots. So like Melbourne, Sydney, which are not in the same, I'm in Queensland, like that's the state. And then south from us, we have New South Wales. That's where Sydney and Melbourne and all those other bigger cities are. So okay. those were always more of the hotspotty areas. And so when I say zero to a hundred, I mean the precautions they took to cut off the number of cases. And so it never reached a, like as high of a number before they took those precautions. So they kind of nipped it in the butt in that sense before it got really, really crazy numbers. That's good. That's good. So in that case, like they closed the borders between like, for example, all states. But in this case, for me, it's like I'm in Queensland. I can't go to New South Wales. Uh, so they closed the borders. Schools were then online. You know, the whole like lockdown situation where you just go out for essential, you know, and, and, and such. Like yeah, yeah. The basics. And so a good chunk of my first year was online. And even now, though there aren't that many cases, we're still going to start our school year online. And okay. it would be for like at least half. I don't know. I kind of got used to it by now. Um, and we, we did some of the smaller class stuff in person, but again, with all the PPE and all that stuff. So social distancing has, and washing your hands is always a thing in med school anyways. Like pre-COVID or not, like ingrained that in you. There's like five points you're supposed to wash your hands in an interaction with a patient. Like before you go in, before, after you touch the like curtain, like before you do a procedure, when you come out, like five points. And if you don't do that in an exam, you fail, right? So it's very much ingrained in the idea of cleanliness because it's true. You can transmit a lot of crap you definitely in can. the hospital if you just right? Like we know this with COVID now, but it's especially if you're a healthcare professional in a hospital setting, right? Yeah. There's so many ways that you can uh, transfer whatever, you know, germs any bacteria or, or anything. Yeah. Bacteria, yeah. Like a, con like a cold or whatever. So it's before COVID, they were always very much pro hand washing and like sanitize and PPE. But especially all the more now, obviously, with COVID, there are extra precautions that are in place. Yeah. But having said that, the cases, like I said, were never as bad. They still to this day are not as bad, which is why pretty much fortunately for me on the Gold Coast, it's pretty much normal. The day, like, yeah, the same thing. Everyone's just... Uh, That's good. You know? Yeah. That's good. Uh, when you go into a restaurant, though, obviously, like, you have to do the whole sign-in and whatever. They contact Trace in oh, that okay. way. But it's not... It's not like it is back home at all. Yeah. Have you heard, Which I guess, any stories? Can... Uh, well, a fun, not a fun, but like an interesting fact. So I, I'm in school in the Gold Coast and across from our university, there's the Gold Coast Hospital. Apparently, this was 
uh, beginning of the year. Like Tom Hanks was there. He had COVID. Oh, I heard about that. Hospital. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh, he's literally across the street. Interesting. <laughs> like, and this is not a COVID story, but just in terms of like Aussie celebrities. So um, not Liam Hemsworth, but Chris. Apparently Chris Hemsworth was doing, he was out on my campus. I was like, oh, so cool. I didn't see him, but he was doing some like documentary or something. And okay. like in the med building, it's like, you know, multiple floors. So they saw him from like upstairs. From the, yeah. He was by the he was by the pool or something. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And apparently he comes here often to surf, like on the Gold Coast. And he has a, a house in Byron Bay, which is in New South Wales. So it's a different state, but it's like the border of New South Wales and Queensland. Queensland. So he has a place there. Nice. I don't know. I've never seen him. I heard he was around, but like interesting. I was kind of asking if you heard any interesting stories about like Toronto and this whole COVID business. Well, like, I just hear of it from my family and friends, like, when we do video chats, but nothing, like, super crazy. I feel like That's I don't good. know any, That's like, stories. Yeah. Are you, uh, in, are you craving any barbecue after seeing what's happening in Toronto? Oh, <laughs> Jesus. I heard that story the other – I think I saw it on Instagram, and I was talking to my friend about it. I was like, honestly, it's literally a different world. I feel it totally like. is. It totally is. But you know what? You've left it for a better place. Yeah, I mean <laughs> – I'm very grateful. Like at the end of the day, given everything with COVID, I'm like, I think blessings in disguise that I can't go home. Like I'm actually safer being here. Let alone you really are. You very much are. The number of cases, all that stuff. So I'm just better off staying here for many reasons. I'm like, now the only thing I wish is I could pull everyone (laughs) from getting (laughs) to stay here and hang out with me during the summer. That would be perfect, but. One yeah. day at a time, one, one day at a time and one person at a time. But yeah, if, exactly. I'm sure if you get one person or one cousin or two cousins over, like the rest will come. Oh, for sure. Well, you know, <laughs> I think Richard was talking about coming to Australia because one of his friends either moved here or was thinking of moving here for teaching. Cool. So, like that was in the back of his mind at some point. I don't think now, but like before he, when he was still trying to figure out where he wanted to teach. Australia was like a potential place that he could have stayed in. Okay, I feel like okay. he would have liked it too. Because, you know, same thing, like the warm weather in general is like a very big attractor, you know? For, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, uh, again, thank you for doing this podcast with me. I know it's uh, kind of a new experience for you. Have you ever done a podcast before? I've done one. Oh, you I'm have done one. Oh, I think I know who you did. I know, I know who you did. Uh, yeah. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, so oh, yeah. for my... For my listeners, I know who you are. I know who you are. Yeah. But for my listeners, uh, tell them a bit about yourself. I know you're in Australia. Um, yeah. Tell some of the listeners uh, some things about yourself, just to uh, get a yeah, background sure. about you. Okay, where do I start? I guess basic. So my, I'm your cousin. I've known <laughs> you for all of my- Younger cousin. Yeah. Um, just dated myself. That's okay. 27 and like 20s are the new whatever and everything is just down. down. Everything is losing 10 years. So don't yeah, worry. Exactly. And, you know, Asians don't age, so. No, we don't. Absolutely not. <laughs> Especially when you get this nice weather. And I know. I can see your skin is glowing from here, and it's so upsetting. <laughs> like, you're in the shade, and it, your skin is still glowing. Well, it's funny that you say that, because everyone, like, especially online stuff, you see, you know, video chats like this. And when we're doing, even the locals, like, I'm doing class, and everyone's like, Cass, your skin's glowing. I'm like, no, it's just sweat. It's that hot that it's... <laughs> It's, it's, it looks great, but like low key, it's actually just, I'm sweating really a lot. 
But anyways, thank you. <laughs> but I would say that sand is a natural exfoliant here, which you get a lot of at the beaches. So I bet, I bet. That's great. But um, yeah, so I'm here in Australia. I'm studying medicine. But back home, I worked as like a science researcher in neuroscience. Um, I also dabbled in anthropology. So I did a lot of like, I just love learning about humans, both from like a science perspective and the arts perspective. So for me, I feel like the best balance was medicine for that. Okay. So I went chasing it all the way to Australia <laughs> to pursue it. But, uh, and it's been a long journey to get here, but I wouldn't have it any other way. So that's what I'm doing here in Australia. Um, I love yoga. Mm -hmm. I love, I used to be a Zumba instructor. I don't know if you knew that, actually. I heard about that. I heard yeah. about that. I never really taught, but I did get my license for that just because, you know. You know how I got that, though? Kirog, one, one day, so this is the story. We were having dinner with the Monzons, right? And we were waiting outside the restaurant. And you know me, I'm very, I think you can tell by this conversation, very active and bubbly. I'm literally like dancing, just like waiting for us to like be seated. Yeah, and Kirog yeah. looked at me, he's like, you'd make a good Zumba instructor. I was like, it's funny that you say that because I was literally, I did Zumba today. Jack's at home, you know, like the videos and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after he said it, I was like, hmm, let me look into this. So out of a whim, 2015, I looked into it. There was a studio in Newmarket at the time. I did the training and I just became a Zoom instructor. Nice, so nice. I never really taught because 2015 was a rough year. But like I had it and I did it at home at least and like practice with, you know, whoever. Um, I used to volunteer at the Alzheimer's Society. So we did a little bit of, I oh, called it a routine nice. with, the, with the elderly. They're, <laughs> they're, my, they're my people. I get along really well with old people. But I think that's also has to do with, I'm an old soul, but also I worked in research with like, so my research area was in Alzheimer's and different kinds of dementia. So I studied that both from the science perspective with neuroscience at the hospital and working at U of T. And then I also did it for my master's project. I looked at it more of a qualitative perspective of like what it actually means to live with specifically early onset Alzheimer's disease or early type okay. of dementia, that you get it at a younger age. So young onset is the way that they say it these days. Okay. Okay. But yeah, that's pretty much me. Did um, you spend any time at uh, any of the long-term care homes? I did that as Especially more. Especially during your yeah. master's? Yeah, so I would do like some, uh, some uh, just volunteering, more yeah. out of interest than anything else, just to get a sense of what it was like. Um, but yeah, volunteering there and uh, old folks' homes, but also they have, um, the Alzheimer's Society has a day program. And so that's where I would do my little dance session. little dance, Zumba? Yeah. A nice, lot of fun. Nice. So much fun. Oh my goodness. Best time. <laughs> but yeah, so I did that. Um, in terms of fitness, yeah. So Zumba, yoga. I, I recently got into F45 and lifting nice. weights. We can talk about that. <laughs> it's my first time ever like lifting weights and the whole dumbbell thing. I used to tell Kira, I'm like, you need to teach me how to use these dumbbells. But like, I never really, like we talk about it, but I never actually properly did it with him. Yeah. But then, yeah, I started like doing weights and I just feel like I don't know. You guys have always been into the fitness, like weights, gym and all that stuff. And I could appreciate it when you would tell me these, but now having experienced it, I just have so much respect for like lifting weights is a thing. <laughs> it is it's like, totally a thing. It's totally a, it thing. a thing. And I understand the rush of it. Like for me, any kind of activity, I always just look at it as like, I don't know. Well, one, it's fun. I don't do anything if it's not fun. Of course. You know? Of course. And so Sometimes the fun is also challenging yourself too, right? Oh, I get a rush off of that too. Yeah. A lot of people that meet me or like for the first time, or you guys already obviously know me, 
but they're always like, how are you always so happy? I do not understand. <laughs> and I just say, I'm just high on life. Like literally, I just have a lot of endorphins, but a lot of it is from just being physically active. Yes. Uh, and I think a lot of people don't get that though. A lot of people are a little yeah. more sedentary. They're a little more casual about yeah. their lifestyle and just being active sometimes, going for a walk or going for a 10 minute run. Or yeah. now what you're experiencing is like lifting a little bit of weights yeah. allows you to be like super stress-free. Oh man, it's such a rush. It's <laughs> such a rush. And I recently started running too. So okay. one of my friends, my friend back home, Kathleen, shout out to K-Ron. You met her. You met her at the party. Yeah, club. we were talking about the running shoes. Yeah. And yeah, she was, we, were, yeah. <laughs> we were literally talking about running shoes. Yes. I can't remember why we met that day, but we did meet that day. Yeah, was, I feel like. You had to give me something. I did have to, we did have to exchange something, but I do remember yeah. meeting your friend and we were talking about like running shoes because she yeah, wanted to start came, running. We just came from the yoga studio. <laughs> we do yoga together. So she was, we did a class together. But yeah, she wanted, she was asking me about running shoes because like she wanted to change up her shoes or something like that. I'm yeah. like, why don't you ask me who works at Pell's Lodge? She's like, okay, sure. But yeah, so she's a runner and I've always, I don't know, I've never considered myself to be a runner. This is another thing that kind of, is a theme that runs around like weightlifting for me at 45 and running was just like limiting beliefs, which I think mm -hmm. it ties into the whole like sports psychology of things, right? Like you yeah, just kind of have I this agree. mentality like, oh, I've never, sorry, there's construction going on outside. It's all good. Can you hear it's all that? Good. Yeah, I can yeah. hear it. I thought someone was flushed a toilet or something like that first. <laughs> well, the thing here is because I'm also kind of on the highway-ish, a lot of people like to like race. So you hear oh, like, whatever. especially like, it's really loud. But as long as it's not late at night. Not too late at night. That's good. That's good. Yeah. But so anyway, so for her, it was like, she's been a runner. And for me, I've, ne I've just never ran. So I kind of was like, I'm not a runner. I don't run. I don't know how to do it. I don't have the endurance, yada, yada, yada. But it was literally because I never tried. Right? Yeah. And even yeah. with lifting weights. You just kind of made that like that limit for yourself and just you're not exactly. going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Even with lifting weights. I'm like, I never lifted weights. Like I can't even really do a proper push up. Like I just don't, I, did, I don't lift weights. But like it wasn't until, and this is, goes with anything, with sports activities, physical activities or life in general, right? Like obviously you don't know what you can do until you try it. For sure. And you put in honest effort to actually be okay with failing, be okay with messing up and getting back up, right? Yeah. And so the thing with all of these new things that I just love, I've fallen in love with are things that I literally just held myself back because of self-limiting beliefs, you know? Yep. I think that is, that's even the reason why in a way, I mean, I'm grateful for the journey that it took me to Australia, but for a long time, I was really hesitant to apply outside of Canada because I'm like, my family's here, like everything's here. <laughs> I just don't want to leave, you know? Yeah. But it was the idea of literally not limiting yourself. The sky's not even the limit. The whole universe is your infinite potential. That's how I see life these days. And nice. that's why I'm high on life. Because it's like there's so many ways to stay active, right? There are. There are. And you're experiencing a couple of them. So obviously you started with yoga. You started yeah. doing F45. And I think what's really good about F45, and I haven't done a class. I can't yeah. tell you I know exactly what they do. But the one thing I can tell you that they, I can visually see that they do yeah. It's just very group oriented. It's very collaborative with each other and it's very supportive. Yeah. So. And that's, that's the thing that the themes of yoga, I felt, I felt there, which is why I was like, I'm home here. The sense of, again, Gold Coast is a very small beachy town. The same people, the regulars come in. It's a yeah. sense of family and community. I was like, I remember my first free trial I went with my, one of my friends from school and she lives in the same building as me. So we were, you know, those like ropey things. Yep. Yeah. The battle ropes. Yeah. 
Yeah, the battle robes. So I was literally there. There was this couple that I would always see, probably mid 50s, early 60s, fucking killing it. Like, I'm like, <laughs> holy shit, this is insane. Like, I want to be like that. Like, it's so inspiring. That's why I love it. You see people of all different ages and in each of the groups, you know, there are different weights, there are different thicknesses of those ropes. Like you can mm -hmm. adjust mm -hmm. to your level and like you can still have this sense of everyone's doing the same workout just in a modified way, which is what yoga is too, right? Basically. You can do the same pose or get the same stretch, but you're doing it in your own body for yourself because you, everyone is different, right? Everyone's at of different course. levels. Our bodies are built differently and you can adjust. And that's why I really loved it. They're very supportive there. And it's just, it's a good vibe you know <laughs> it totally is it's and you got me into that vibe because i was always about the gym person i was always about working out and i too was pretty rigid uh mm -hmm. i too was always like limiting myself to say you know what yoga uh you know it's not for me i do my own stretching i don't need to stretch in a class i don't need to stretch with amongst other people i don't need to stretch in a hot yoga class yeah but somehow some way you and your yeah. sister dragged me how did you just like, what made you decide to try? Cause I don't think I was always like, I mean, I was always like pro yoga, but I was never you like were very pro yoga, but you weren't like trying to drag anybody. Yeah. yeah. Cause I never try to like, you know, whatever. You try not to influence, you try not to drag people into like some of your, yeah, yeah I understand that side of it. Um, yeah. What really got me into it. Uh, I was always a person that enjoyed stretching anyways. I enjoy my flexibility. I kind of brag about that from time to time. Yeah. And, um, I think when we went, it was what, like maybe two or three years ago now? Yeah, it was, it was a couple years ago. A couple years ago now. Um, yeah. But when I did go, number one, I love the sauna. I just mm -hmm. love the sauna. And even when I'm sitting in the sauna, it's one thing to like just sit in there and like concentrate on your breathing and just like really take in the hot air. Yeah. But there's another thing to actually like stretch and like really get loose. And because it allows you to get so much deeper, you're actually able to reach for more this 100% this so what I think I really enjoyed was first off I love the sauna second mm -hmm. off I was really flexible and then I think I kept seeing you guys just showing pictures that you guys were always working at moksha yoga at that time and I was yeah. like I was on the fence I didn't know I don't even know how we came across to getting our first class in yeah. but I remember the first class I remember exactly where we were and yeah. in my head I was thinking if you don't know me by now in my head I was thinking do not get to the front of class do not, do not, do not, do not, do not get to the front of the class. Yeah. If I get to the front of the class and we do one of these poses, I'm one of the guys that gets really conscious about the way other people perceive me. Yeah. So if I'm in like one pose and I just like kind of like lose my balance and stumble a little bit, like I don't yeah. want to be the one that sticks out. So luckily you guys chose like the back three quarters yeah. of the class. <laughs> and uh, we, we were right by the window. So you I walk remember. in, we're like back in the corner and all I remember was there was like not one empty space. It was a freaking busy class. It was like seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night. Yeah, that was a pretty packed one. I remember that. And I just remember trying to do my best, trying to just like kind of join the class and like kind of go with the flow and like just get an understanding as like to what I need to do. Yeah. Um, the, the high, the, the high you walk out of there with because you're in a hot class for an hour. Yeah. You've yeah. like super stretched like extremely deep yeah. um the one thing i did notice though is you got a better stretch if you did hot yoga after a like a workout or like another stretch afterwards yeah. like if you just go into their cold it's one thing but if you go into their loose it's another because it's a whole oh, different oh, ball sure. game oh for sure yeah the other thing too with the high and the peace 
like you just feel so relaxed and like nothing can bother you you're just in this because that's the whole point too of yoga too right it's like it's, it's to activate your parasympathetic nervous system right mm-hmm. that's yeah the rest of the situation because like we were talking about it's so go 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 especially back home right like you're you're working you're grinding you're doing all this stuff you need something to and the thing is that stress actually and you feel when you're stretching right you hold tension in your body that when you're actually you take the time to breathe through the stretches and you literally are physically unleashing that stress and that tension a lot of people hold tension in their shoulders i hold it also in my hips i have really tight hips Mm. and so like when you get that good stretch you're like oh not only does this physically feel good but also mentally that's the union i feel like the reason why i do yoga honestly isn't actually for the physical stretch it's to calm this thing over here (laughs) my brain i think there are so many physical benefits to yoga but the reason why i got addicted to it was because it was the one thing i was able to do to calm my mind to i totally see that i totally see that present, literally breathing and moving and the union between that that's yoga and that's the other thing i think that people it's very easy i find to get intimidated by the idea of yoga because we have ideas of how it's portrayed in the media right of course There's certain yoga body there's a certain like outfit that you wear and like <laughs> a certain little, brand you have to buy <laughs> certain brand you have to buy and it's this little niche thing right yeah but yeah. to me that's not yoga if you're moving and breathing and you're present i don't care what you're wearing i don't even care what the pose looks like but if you're doing those things that's yoga right yeah. it's literally yeah. about being present in the moment and i think that the essence of that is lost when you tie in all of these like materialistic sort of like social media influencing kind of stuff that's layered on top of it right like 100 of it as with any kind of gym situation right yeah a lot of it is really complex nowadays so even if you uh if you follow a lot of things and even like toronto uh it's about the gym it's about the clothing it's about the you know the gear it's about the supplements and what i did appreciate the most out of it was it just really slowed it down to like really just be in tune with your body yeah. And that's so underestimated because some people just kind of go through the motions and they just kind of take advantage of their body and thinking that, oh yeah, like 10 years ago, I was able to pound these two cheeseburgers and I'll be perfectly fine. Yeah. But when you're at yoga, you like really feel, okay, I'm not really that fine right now. I just need to like slow it down, yeah. turn the brain off for a second yeah. and just think about the motion, think about my breathing, think about the stretch that I'm trying to engage in and like really reach for more. So for me, my, my benefit was like getting into the stretch. Yeah. Um, as an older guy, body, yeah. as an older guy, I just try to find a way to keep it, keep my body at least fresh, mm-hmm. uh, sustainable and making sure that like, I'm not attacking myself. Sorry. Like you're not actually that old. Uh, no, no, I'm pretty old. I feel like I'm pretty old. I know I'm not old, but again, Asians, we, we age pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> but I just well, feel as if I, yeah, I know no, I, I'm, I'm older than you. I just yeah. feel as if I know a lot of people that are my age yeah. that don't have the flexibility that have, you know, an ache and a pain here and there. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, they just need to put a little bit more work and more pride into, you know what, not feeling that way. Like you yeah. can control how you feel that way. Yeah. And I think when you got me to a yoga class, it obviously brought me and my mental state to a whole different level. Yeah. Um, I unfortunately haven't gone back since. And I know that there's some more measures around the the facility and i know that COVID has kind of changed it yeah yeah but i I can't wait for it to i can't wait to go back basically 
Yeah. So yeah. once you, once you experience that, like for, for everyone, it's different, right? Like for me, I was saying it's more my mind aspect for you it's the stretching and for other people, maybe something else, but there's just something about being that in tuned, like quieting, taking out all the outside noise and being in this space where you can just literally be. And that's yoga to me. Right. Yeah. And I feel like if people were to have the opportunity to get to that point, a lot more people would be doing yoga because they would understand oh, for sure. necessarily the benefits of it. For sure. When I went to that class with you for the first time, mm-hmm. the one thing I was expecting the most was, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was expecting a lot of this, like, you know, like I was expecting a lot of people to bring out their cell phone and take pictures and stuff, but you're not allowed phones. That's, that's, the what, other- that's what I did enjoy as well. But yeah. I, I could have sworn that there's going to be somebody like sneaking in a phone and trying to like post an Instagram picture or something. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's, I, cause I started off there as a, like just as a student and that's Casey was the energy exchanger, which is like the volunteer situation. And then when she left to go to school, that's basically when I tacked on and I was okay, I'll, I was doing the volunteer and I did that for a while, but because I was going there so often, I went from being a volunteer to working front desk, to becoming the manager of the volunteers <laughs> until I left. So like, that's how much this community was so integrated into my life. Also, it's five minutes from my place. Yeah, so I was there pretty right. much every day, sometimes twice a day. <laughs> like, it just, it was, like I said, even with that 45, and that's the reason why I was pulled into it was the sense of community that you get on top of not being on your phone, literally being present with yourself and with the people in front of you or whoever were around you, right? And then you carry that, most importantly, I think, off the mat, right? Like you're able to come out of that class or, um, you know, after the class or for me, it was like sometimes I'd work there and just feel like you're a little bit more at peace and like grounded within yourself. You carry that energy into your work or your school or whatever you're doing. You allow yourself to slow down, at least mentally, so that even though there may be a lot of chaos surrounding you, you're grounded in yourself. Yeah. You know? And you prioritize yourself over all of those other stimuluses that happen throughout the day. Exactly. Um, yeah. When you're at yoga, yeah, you're definitely to yourself. It's only you and yourself there. Yeah. Um, but in today's world, with so many things that can distract you and with so many things that are trying to steal your energy... I, I can't believe, I, I think there's a Friends episode about this. What was it with the, uh, the girls? It was between Which the girls. One? It was stealing your... Oh, thunder. Stealing, stealing your thunder. thunder. Yeah, so yeah. there's yeah. a lot of things that can steal your thunder in today's world. But uh, yoga really slows you down. I think really yoga is, it sounds simple, but yeah. I think it brings you back to the basics, which is what a lot of us need. Which is Absolutely. What I 100% agree with that. Especially with... There are always a lot of stressors in life, but this year was interesting to say the least that it just compounded and like made all of those stressors that much more heightened, right? Especially because for people and a lot of us, right? We're very social by nature, right? Humans need that interaction. They need the connection. Even if it's something like going to work and like seeing colleagues, right? Or having a regular routine. When that's messed up, you're kind of like, you're almost in a way forced to, to sit with yourself in that discomfort, right? Yeah. So there's no way, and that's the thing, like I feel like with life in general, it's all about perspective too, right? Like you can decide that a situation is going to be difficult and just kind of succumb to that, or you can see it as an opportunity to, okay, what can I learn from this? That's how I try to approach life. I think of that's course. also why I'm a very happy-go-lucky kind of person. I'm always 
I always look at experiences as opportunities to learn, or at least I try to. So I'm like, if there's, whether it's a person or an experience that makes me feel uncomfortable, I'm like, what is this trying to teach me? And so in that way, you're always learning. I love to learn, which is why I'm still in school. <laughs> so it's always, I always ask myself, that's my sort of habit of way of thinking is what is this trying to teach me? How can I grow from this experience to be a better person for yourself and therefore for the people that you show up for? You of know? course, of course. Yeah. That's and awesome. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. And then with the yoga too, like that's actually why I switched my whole diet and fitness. The one thing too with yoga, I mean, there's so many things, but it brought a new sense to you, as you said, at the sense of awareness to myself. Mm, yeah. Like what does it actually mean to me to honor myself, to have healthy boundaries, to take care of myself? Like what does that look like? And for me, it was eating clean or learning what that meant, right? Mm -hmm. So like cutting out junk food slowly. And then it was like cutting out like fried stuff, right? And then it was like, you know, Filipino, like I heard when you guys were talking, you and Atalane about like rice is just staple, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, that's a lot of carbs though. It's like rice and like meat, maybe some veggies here and there, but it's not, that's not a thing really. Or sometimes in, uh, depending on the dish, you might get rice and potato. Yeah, exactly. You get double <laughs> the carbs. I'm just like, oh my God. And then you're, and I remember Atalane said it too, with her, with keto and like with you guys just in fitness, it's about feeling good. Right. So I, I got to playfully explore and experience what made me feel good, whether it was through food, the people I surround myself with, the kinds of experiences I'm having and being able to, again, with yoga, with certain postures there, there's a difference between feeling uncomfortable and having pain. Right. Yeah. So yeah. learning what that means for yourself in your own body is like pain. You never want to feel if you feel that get out of the pose or adjust so that you just you want to have that uncomfort that you're discomfort that you're able to breathe through, but you don't want to be in pain, right? That's a different kind of thing. Yeah. So in life too, right? I think a little discomfort is good. It means that you're on your toes, you're growing, you're going to learn from it. Whereas obviously pain, pain is also part of life, but it's something that with discomfort, you have a choice, right? To like sit through or escape from. And I think sometimes we're so easy to run away from discomfort but i think a little discomfort means that you're it's just it's uncomfortable it means that you're human exactly it means that you're human and it means you've never been there before which means you're going to grow from it you're going to learn something from that and i think that's 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 also like the growth mentality right like there is never really if you're not in pain but you're in a an, an uncomfortable situation you're only gonna benefit from it you can look at it that way you can look at it as like you know a different perspective but for me that's how i see discomfort now and i think it's because of viscerally and physically feeling it through yoga that you're like i'm okay i'm not in a survival mode like i'm i'm safe in my body i'm safe in this space you just take it you process those emotions you breathe through it sounds so easy like just breathe but when it you're sounds to some people it sounds so simplistic and it sounds yeah. almost like there's so much hoopla around like just the, the thought of just being in tune with your body, but yeah. you're not really in tune with your body unless you're actually in tune with your body. Yes. So I agree. I, that's I agree. one lesson I learned out of yoga specifically. So I yeah. may not have practiced it, you know, after the times that we've gone, I think I yeah. stayed for the, the month. I think it was like a free month that yeah. I had at that time or something like that, or it was a promotional for a month. Yeah. Um, so I didn't necessarily continue to practice yoga, but I took on some of those principles and yeah. applied it to other things as well too, right? Exactly. Yeah, 100%. It's like, yeah. you don't, 
once you experience that, that's what I mean by the yoga off the mat. You get those lessons, you feel the benefits, and then that's the whole like living out your yoga, which was for me, again, like assessing what this taking care of myself actually look like in terms of like physically in your body, what it means to surround yourself by good people, having healthy boundaries and like all of the other physical, mental, and emotional aspects that come yes. to take care of yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So I know you said you made a change in food and I yeah. think the last time I saw you, can we even remember the last time we saw each other? Jeez. I might've been that Christmas. What's that? Oh, the parking lot. We weren't there for Christmas because we were in the Philippines, right? Not this year. Not this year for Christmas. Maybe the previous oh. Christmas. But I think we saw each other. Wait, when was the yoga? Thing? That, was, that was a while ago. The yoga class was a while ago. And I'm pretty sure that time I met you in the summer with your friend was a while ago as well, yeah. too. Oh, geez. So I, I literally know. think it was maybe like a Christmas. So okay. it was a while ago. Okay. I just, the only thing I do remember about the last time we were all together as family was some of us. Maybe not specifically myself, but some cousins maybe giving you a hard time about the food you're eating. Oh, geez, they're always giving me a hard time. <laughs> Richard, I know you're going to listen to this. You can always give me the hardest time with everything, let alone food. But yeah, always. So are you still pescatarian or like where are you right now? What, what's, what's happening in the plate? Yeah, so, I, so the first time I started now was probably, it was around the same time I started yoga, so that's not surprising, but that was... When I got more, uh, when I was, when I became like, I was practicing more often, probably now like three years ago. Okay. So I've been pes pescatarian for three years. I don't like saying pescatarian because like, I don't like the labels. When, yeah. I, when people ask me what I eat, I say, I eat whatever I want. Like that's just okay. the truth. But, but you try to I eat, if you had a choice, you would like choose a pescatarian circle. Yeah. I mean, I still don't eat meat. I just don't like the label of pescatarian. Cause like, <laughs> I think that, cause if you think like, this is what I find interesting. The word diet actually just means whatever you eat, right? But yep. because of, it's like now its own cup, it's its own branding, right? Of diet mm -hmm. and health and fitness and all that stuff. When people say diet, they think it's a special way of eating, but really yep. it's just what you eat, like yep. flat out. So when people ask me what my diet is, it's like, I eat whatever I want, but what I want to eat is I still don't eat meat. So like, yeah, <laughs> that's the theory if you're going to label it, but it's basically plant-based. I, but I do eat animal byproducts. Like I eat cheese, which I know that's a whole other thing that you guys shit on me for, but I eat cheese and I eat eggs <laughs> and all, yogurt and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I still don't eat meat. So it's been about three years, I think now. It's good. It's good for yeah. you. But I uh, see food here though. Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine on uh, somewhere that's called the gold coast. I'm sure the seafood's <laughs> phenomenal. This is why I think I'm, I'm not coming home. <laughs> Yeah, I know that the cousins and the cousins group, more specifically, maybe Richard would give it's you a hard time. Just him. It's just him. And then everyone just joins in. <laughs> well, because he like breaks down the barrier to make it kind of funny and cool. And then everyone's yeah, like, oh, yeah, well, that's funny and cool to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all for the jokes. I like a good laugh, but it's always him. Always. Uh, I, I too have actually experienced with plant based uh, this year specifically. So this year I went for like five or six months going plant based. Okay. Um, it's funny you mentioned the labels. Yeah. So I think the label and people asking you what your diet is. Yeah. I think that's just the person asking for a very quick answer and a quick synopsis of who you are, what you are, what your beliefs are. Yeah. Dare I Absolutely. say, if you even say that you're vegan, 
Like yeah. all of a sudden you're a tree hugger, you're a exactly. tree planter, like yeah. all of these different things about that personality come up to light. Yeah. So I think it's really easy to judge somebody based on like your diet or oh, yeah. your workout lifestyle or like your yeah. drinking regimen. So like all of those labels are out there. Yeah. But I think what I'm trying to do with this is like literally just break it down. So yes, yeah. you could yeah. potentially say that you're pescatarian. Yeah. You may make pescatarian option choices, but that doesn't mean you're like 100% pescatarian. Yeah. Or for me to say I'm plant-based doesn't mean I don't have meat every single, like. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And that's, that thing is interesting too with labels. Cause that was also part of my like whole anthro thing where you associate, if someone says I have this disease, especially with something with Alzheimer's disease, where you know that the main thing is memory loss. So you associate and like, what is personhood if you don't have your memories, right? Like that is a very interesting entanglement for me to look through, which is why labels are so interesting in general. But especially when we're talking about, like you're saying, this context of diet, it definitely has other connotations. So when you say one word, like you said, it branches off to this whole persona <laughs> of what that means to be this type of person. Yeah. So yeah. The labels are a thing and they're very, it's an interesting topic in and of itself. But yes, I am, I would say plant-based, I eat whatever I want, but yeah, I eat, I eat seafood, but I don't eat meat. Do you find those uh, labels are still very much applicable there in Australia as much as it is here in Toronto? Uh, that's an interesting question. Um, I would say, because the thing with Toronto too is it's a big city, right? Where they have, it's like, you have a lot of different it is more, I would say, also culturally diverse, just Very, by okay. it being so, such a big city. Here, I would say there is some multiculturalism, but it's not the same, right? Okay. Uh, so when it, in terms of labels, I feel like it's just not to the same extent because it's not such a big city, mm -hmm. if that makes okay. sense. Um, there are some shops here or like cafes and stuff like that that are like vegan or vegetarian, um, but- Not to the extent, I guess, that not, we have it here. Yeah, I would say not to the same extent, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. being in Toronto, and you probably remember the city a ton about this too. Mm -hmm. If you have a specific label or a specific preference, mm -hmm. you will find everything you want about that one specific preference. There's oh, like yeah. a whole market catered to like whatever choice you wanna make. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I don't know if you have that like, kind of like luxury over there or if it's as pronounced over there um, um, as much as it is here, because let's say you're a vegan yeah. here in Toronto, you're like, yeah. you got a vegan shop on like every single corner and like you can yeah. shop anywhere you'd want to go. Yeah. It's not because I think it's a, such a small beach town. It has a little microcosm of that, but not to the same extent. Okay. You know? like even the grocery, like the Woolies I was telling you about, there's like, you know, there's the health food aisle and <laughs> there's like your uh vegan you know like the beyond meat situation like mm -hmm. those kinds of vegan uh, substitutes in the grocery store but it's not the same variety and like amount like okay. the quantity of it is not the same interesting yeah it's, it's funny you actually mentioned the beyond meat products have you experimented with any of them uh have you okay, tried so, any of them well before i came here you know anw had have has the beyond meat burgers like that's yeah. my first have you tried them i have not i have not Never tried i haven't oh. i haven't tried a actually i think i tried a beyond meat burger i can't remember where i got it from yeah, uh, you, can, you can get it from anywhere it's like, yeah 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 i've had so, one before but i haven't had like, a beyond meat burger from a w but i have had one before and it was really good it was extremely yeah. good 
so good. I love the Beyond Meat burgers. And because there's an A&W by my house, like the, the gas station has an A&W. Uh, on, the one at Petro? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're close. So sometimes I would just crave a burger and I would just like go with the driver. <laughs> the sad thing here is I have not seen that particular brand, Beyond Okay. Meat. I've tried other ones here, but it's just not the same. <laughs> but there is actually this one... Uh, like hamburger shop or whatever grilled that's what it's called and okay. they have the beyond Meat. that's the only place i've ever had the beyond meat here they don't have it at the grocery stores to my knowledge i haven't seen it so that's special when i get one of those because that's just like i don't know i love the beyond meat burgers and my friends that eat meat i feel like like i said it, it's it's interesting because you know i'm not i obviously don't really have family here but like my friends have become basically you not know, your family here yeah and so when you hang out with them you eat meals together right a lot of your like conversations are around food so they just like my family when i was back home they naturally just ate more veggies and like less meat because i'm around <laughs> so, yeah, so, so they're fortunately the type of family that will support and accommodate right so same thing here with my friends they all eat meat but I feel like because I'm around, one, they've tried kombucha and some of them actually <laughs> like it. And two, they eat more veggies and they're open to trying more plant-based stuff, which I think is great. Good. You know, like that's how you learn from each other, you like exchange life stories and whatever. I think that exchange goes both ways of like learning from each other, right? For sure. That's part of having like really good friends and having good people around you. You guys yeah, will challenge each other, try different things and experiment yeah. with each other. Um, yeah. that you guys eventually learn, which is a good yeah. thing, which is a good thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, but then so, when you become an old fart like me, um, some of those friends, sometimes, you know, they come in close, sometimes they get a little bit further, but yeah. sometimes when you're an old fart like me, you either are close or, yeah, it's okay. I'll just, I'll deal with you afterwards, you know? <laughs> so don't become an old fart is a lesson out of that. Well, the funny thing that you keep saying that you're old and I, and I'm saying that you're not, but I guess this is perhaps a little hypocritical. I am younger than you, but I've always considered myself a grandma. Like I have very <laughs> grandma tendencies and you know, I, I am a, I hate my, a lot of my friends are just older people. I just get along with them. I think that's the old soul in me. That is like, I get along it with gravitates them. towards them. Yeah. I gravitate towards them and they gravitate towards me. We're great friends. They share with me. They're like baking stuff. They teach me how to make jam. Like, I don't know. Talk <laughs> about plants. Like, this is, this is me. It but sounds like every single friend scenario is like who you are. So if Monica and Joey want to make jam, you're going to make jam. If they want to make, um, what, oh, what was that uh, meatloaf prototype oh, that they needed for Joey? <laughs> oh yeah for that movie he was gonna do yeah yeah i feel as if, I mean, there, if there's a food thing in friends that's you i mean like i guess that's pretty accurate i would say <laughs> so funny but yeah so like well the jam thing is interesting because i li that's the legitimate thing i learned how to make jam when i was at the alzheimer's society it was one day oh, okay. different activities and so i learned how to make jam it was the best day ever and i brought a, <laughs> a jar of jam home and i was like guys look i made jam and my sister and that's Katie's like you're so weird cj I'm like why do you want that fun i'm like you don't even get it you, you, you guys are like two opposites you guys are totally two opposites oh, we're like night and day yin yeah. yang total opposites i tell my friends that don't know her like the friends here i'm like if you met my sister you wouldn't know we're related because we're so different like so different yeah 
Speaking of food, I wanted yeah. to ask you as well. So now that you're yeah. becoming a little more active, you started working out at F45, you started weightlifting. Mm -hmm. Have you had to change your food and your requirements for what you need at all? Uh, I haven't changed the, my diet. I feel like I get, because I do eat a lot of like seafood fat, I get like, I get the, you know, the whole omegas and all that from like, uh, the different salmon has a lot of good fat and mm -hmm. a lot of other fish too. I don't, I haven't changed my diet because okay. I've been doing that stuff. My mom though, I'm just probably gonna listen to this. She's always been worried since I've switched, you know, just like stopped eating meat about my iron levels and like, okay. you know. If, if ever there's a thing that I feel slightly off, like, oh, I feel a bit tired today or, oh, I feel whatever. She's like, it's because you stopped eating meat. That's why you stopped <laughs> eating meat. And even my dad, my dad's hilarious. When I was back home and, you know, they have my, I made my own little dish and they have like their own meat, whatever. He's like, come on, I won't tell anyone. Just like eat it. Like once a month, what's the big deal? I'm just <laughs> You don't get it, but never mind. That's just, those are my parents for you. Very supportive, but they'll like try to like, doesn't matter. They're just trying to push the envelope. Yeah, just, just to make it a little interesting. Typical Filipinos. Filipinos in general, yeah. Filipino yeah. parents, that's what it is. But yeah, no, I haven't changed anything in okay. my diet necessarily, yeah. How is trying it. to introduce going not meat-based? How is trying to introduce that at home? So this is what I also found interesting. It's been a while now, so I'm just going off of memory. But when I first started, I think my parents were, my parents have always been really open to it because they understand why I wanted to make the change. And the change for me was, you know, it's very, our family, unfortunately, in our gene pool, we have a lot of genetic predispositions to not so good things, right? <laughs> like cancer. I mean, a lot of people have these, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like because our family's so big and you have a lot of like, aunts and uncles and you hear about all these things cancer diabetes hypertension hypercholesterol all the not so good things but the good thing i guess is that a lot of them are modifiable right mm -hmm. modifiable vascular risk factors or what yep. they're called right especially like hypertension diabetes and hypercholesterolemia lifestyle and diet is always the first non-pharmacological approach right yep and so i was like i have control over that so i don't want to get if i can whatever i can do and whatever, I'll take responsibility for it and I'm gonna do what I can to, to prolong that or to like prevent any of that if I can. Of course. And so I've always been pretty active, but it was like, I can also make a change through my diet. So I started off, like I said, with like less fried food, whatever. And the thing is, I would do a lot of the cooking at home, like just dinner or whatever to help my parents out. And I like to, I love to cook. So that's the other thing. I would do it normally whether I was cooking a meat dish or not. But because I also cook most of the meals, they just have to eat what I eat. <laughs> but they didn't so lie. they either ate your meals or they didn't eat at all. <laughs> well, in terms of my work schedule, it's a little more flexible. You know, my parents come home at whatever time and they appreciate that I'll make dinner, right? Like, so they just can come home and eat a meal. They don't have to worry about the meal prep, the cooking time, whatever. And like, I don't know, I like to cook. So I, I've experimented enough that I'm a decent cook. But, and, and at that time I was still cooking meat stuff, but it kind of like, they were like healthier meat options, you know, it wasn't like, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a cold Turkey. It was just like a yeah. swing slowly, gradually towards exactly. another round. And I think that's also how I got them on board was like, I gradually, I transitioned well, I feel. Yeah. Even, and especially my mom's always been wealthy. She's like, I don't care if you eat, if you cook it, I'll eat it. Like, she's like, I could be plant-based. It's just that it takes a lot of 
effort to research all this stuff and to, you know, find good recipes and whatever. And like, no one really has time for that, you know? Yeah. Whereas I just generally find that stuff interesting. So I will make time to do and look at this stuff. And because I've always loved cooking, part of the adventure and journey for me was exploring what can I do as a substitute? Like I find that stuff fun. So yeah. I'm like, what kind of spices can I play around with to, to implement or to add flavor in a way that, you know, works with what I'm trying to do here. Yeah. And, and without so, adding too much salt specifically. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I never, I never used to really cook much with salt, but that I think is part of the gradual part of it. Like all of these things, I would say, I wasn't just cold turkey, I'm going to stop eating meat. All of it were very gradual habits. Like even, for example, coffee. I drank coffee, I started drinking coffee at a very young age, just because like, I went, we all went to school downtown, right? And we lived in Maple, early commute. It's just, <laughs> it's just part of the grind. It's just how you get by, right? Yeah, yeah. So I started drinking coffee in like grade nine. You're like, well, 13 or something. Yeah, I started, so I'm a, I'm a coffee addict at this point. But I started drinking coffee when I was young. But when we would go for our, you know, like Tim's run or whatever, I started off drinking double-double, like two cream, two sugar. <laughs> Legit. Yeah. And I still have a sweet tooth. But like, again, with all these modifications, they all just kind of gradually shifted. So double-double. And then it was like two cream. And then it was two milk. Then it was one milk. And now this coffee that I'm drinking is black, black with a bit of cinnamon. I love my cinnamon. Adds a little kick. That seems to be, uh, I hate to say it, as you get older. So Al's in the same thing. It's Al's in the exact same boat. So she was like a double double person. Then it took a double single, and then ended up being two cream, and then one milk, and now she's like flat black coffee. Yeah. So I yeah. think that's the first. I think that's the evolution of just a coffee drinker. Yeah. But then second, I think what you mentioned is there's no such thing as cold turkey. Like, yeah. If you want to try something, don't try a cold turkey because that's one way to like get turned off completely about it. But if you're doing it gradually, I think that's a correct way to do it because you're making those minuscule changes similar to your health. You're not going to win it all in one day. You're not going to win it all in a week. It has to come gradually. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that hundred percent. And that's the one thing that I, in terms of my diet, in terms of like the weightlifting, in terms of the running, it was, it's all been like very gradual. And with Kathleen, She's just also a side life coach, not actually, but she's, she has that vibe to her. And mm-hmm. she's like, if you're going to start running, she said, you know, like start walk, run, you know, like run as much as you can, but I don't care if you're walking a bit of it, at least you're, you're building, you're getting in the motion, start, right? Yeah. You're doing the motions and you're doing it to the point where it's still fun and you're going to want to do it again. You're not pushing yourself 100 and then you just stop. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing that I've, I've also learned, I guess, is that whether it's fitness or health or whatever, it's what it's exactly what you said, gradual, because what we're trying to build here are habits for longevity. Yeah. Otherwise you cut cold Turkey that never works. Right. Just no. by human nature, psychology, like you're going to go one, you're going to go hundred and then you're going to go zero and you're never going to do it again. You're going to be, you're going to be tired. You're not going to have a good experience with it. You're going to be turned off from the first time you tried it. So that for me, I'm like, when I think of things that I want to try and I have the intention of doing it long-term, it's exactly that. Starting small, building the habits, consistency to build the longevity, to create the lifestyle, right? Totally agree. Totally agree. So how long have you been at at 45 now? So I started it um, kind of the tail end of my school year. So the funny thing with this was they were doing a promo, like a one week free trial. 
So my friend did it at first. And then my friend that lives in this building was asking about it because she wanted to do it too. And I was like, oh, let me just ask this friend. I'll connect you with her and you guys can like chat about it. Yeah. And the friend that was here was like, oh, they have a free promo. Do you want to do it with me? And I was like, I'll do the free trial. Sure, I'm all up for trying it. But I don't know that I'll keep up with it because it's kind of expensive, right? Student budget, I'm like, oh, I can afford that. But I did it with her, the free trial. Loved it. I was like, <laughs> I need to keep doing this. I need to find a way to like rebudget so that I can do it. <laughs> so I managed to do that. And then we started going. And so, you know, it's 45 minutes, the sessions. So we would go to the 5.45 in the morning sessions. Okay. The earliest session they have is 4.45. And already my sister, you know, it's Casey. I told him like, oh, I'm going to 5.45. You go to 5.45. She's like, you're insane. What's wrong? <laughs> and I'm like, but it's just, and I know you used to work out like four in the morning or whatever your, yeah, your yeah. Like morning was. So, so this is the thing. I actually thought of you when I started doing this. But yeah, so we did 5.45. That was our usual like average time we would go in the morning. And the thing though with me, I find, I don't know how you did it by yourself. But I, <laughs> I had the motivation to do it because I ha was held accountable by my friend here, yep. Arunia, right? Like yep. she has the car. She's going to be waiting for me in the garage with the <laughs> car. I cannot leave her hanging. I got to wake up. And right? you got to be on time. And I got to be on time. Yeah, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to stand her up. Like I got to go. If not for me, for her. Yeah. This girl's single. I'm like, I can't, I, don't, I feel bad if I didn't, you know? And then we ended up pushing ourselves to doing the 445 class. Wow. So, and then I thought of you because I was like, in the beginning, I, I don't know, the, I, you're the only person that I know that wakes up that, or used to wake up that early to like work out. And I was like, how the heck does this guy do it? I don't understand people <laughs> up in that early in the morning when it's still dark outside to work out. Like, I don't get it. But it's like we were talking about, you just get this rush. It's the challenge. It's like, let's go. It's a great way to start your morning. And I just got addicted to it. I know. So, it's so addicting, especially like first thing in the morning. Yeah. So, like when you wake up in the morning. So are you still doing those 445, 445 classes? No. <laughs> okay. That's okay. But let's say like you would get up for a 445 class. What time would you have to wake up to like get yourself to go? Yeah. So this was the thing that I had to adjust. Sleep is something I also would like to talk about. But yeah. I'm a big sleep. I, I love naps and all that stuff. We'll talk about it after. Old soul? Old soul. I, <laughs> you got to sleep. My, friend, my friends know not to call me around noontime because Cass is taking a nap. Like I <laughs> nice. just, I'm not, nice. you're not going to hear from me. I'm not dead. I'm just napping. But anyways, <laughs> so, so in order to wake up for the, so the 445 class, when it starts, it's probably like, uh, cause there's no traffic at that time. Of you course. Get there in probably about 15 minutes or so. Okay. Um, but because we're also keen to make sure we get there on time and we have enough time to like fill our water bottles and whatever, do whatever you need to do before you start the class, we'd make sure we got there with enough time. So long story short, she would probably get at like 15 minutes before she'd say, I'd meet you downstairs at the car park. Okay. For me, I'm also just, again, I think this is the grandma on me. I'm just slow to move, especially when you're waking <laughs> me up so early. I'm like, I, I'm not even doing, I just change, brush my teeth, wash my face with my hair up. That's it. But, but it you just do it in a slower motion. I'm, yeah, I just do it in a slower motion. So she's like, what time do you get up to, to go for the 445? We would meet downstairs, I think at like 430. Okay. So she would just like 415, she'd get up, 15 minutes, be downstairs. I think that's what she would do. Yeah. I don't know. I had to, I had to wake up at four 
<laughs> that's okay. That's needed, okay. Needed, yeah, I needed like the half an hour. I just needed a little extra time to get it. Well, the thing is with my alarm, it was at four. I'd get, a, get out of my bed at four. I wouldn't snooze. I'm just Yeah, like, you'd pop up. You just pop up. Because otherwise, if I don't pop up, I'm going to stay down. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I wake up at four, but I would go to bed at like... So I have... The thing is, towards the end with school and like exams and stuff, I had a hard time sleeping. And I think it was like stress and all this stuff. So I needed to get into a proper, I'm, I'm really big on having sleep hygiene. So yeah, like I need a yeah. routine because if I don't have that, I'm not gonna have my proper sleep. I'm gonna be cranky. I'm not gonna be a nice person to be around. <laughs> so I'm like, I need to have a, a routine in order to get enough sleep and to have enough energy to go through the whole day, especially if you're waking before. Yeah. So I basically would, my routine would start probably an hour before I would want to go to like actually fall asleep. Yep. So it takes you about a a whole hour just to like bring back yourself down and get ready for bed. Yeah. So my sleep hygiene was like, take a shower, do a little bit of meditation, have like a decaf tea. Usually it's like mint tea or chamomile tea for me to just like, it's part of the whole unwinding process. process. Yeah. Not looking at my phone, just closing my eyes, like a short meditation shower and then bed. And I'm lying in bed though for probably 15 minutes, half 20 minutes, half an hour before I can actually fall asleep. So mm-hmm. that whole process of getting ready for bed was like an hour. Okay. So I stopped doing work probably around like 8.30 so that I was like asleep by like 9, 9.30 uh, to wake up at four in the morning. Okay. Yeah, I think what you... I think what you encountered was the exact same thing I encountered when I was doing those early morning wake-ups. So I too did not go cold turkey. I actually enjoyed working out at eight o'clock and then it became seven o'clock and then it became five and then it became four. So what I really enjoyed out of that is exactly what you just said. The feeling of accomplishment, the the high that you get. For me, what really got me was that I was doing something well before people were waking up. So I was already accomplishing more that I wanted to before people would even get out of bed. And even that in itself is such a massive reward that you just need to give yourself a pat on the back because you're doing that. You're that's all you, that's all your effort. And whether that's, you know, your friend motivating you to do it or whether that's just you alone, yeah, you're doing it. You're getting your ass out of bed at four o'clock. You're actually getting in a workout in. Yeah. You know, you're thinking about your body and you're putting towards, you're putting work towards your body's health in the future. Like all of these things are making like little deposits at the bank and your, your body's going to benefit from it. Oh, I think I lost yeah. you. Oh, uh, yeah. You froze. There you go. We're good. Okay. Yeah, I think we're good. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I was going to say, this is one thing that I learned specifically from my experience with F45 is exactly what you said. Every little thing counts. Every second when you're like, you have 15 seconds to hold a plank, but you keep going back and forth between that and some other workout, <laughs> it's freaking hard, right? Like you're, yeah. it doesn't, it sounds very easy. Oh, 45 minutes, that's not even an hour. And like you're in this one circuit, like one station for, I don't know, maybe two minutes, but you're going hard for those two minutes. Literally every second counts. Yeah. And so for that, I was like, I, I, the thing with yoga, like I said, was like, the, what I appreciate is the benefits you get outside of it, like the yoga off the mat. 
So similarly here, it's that mentality of like everything you do counts. So when it comes to studying, I just kind of apply that to my, like, especially during exam time, I'm like, ah, I don't really want to do this. But every, like, even a 15 minute focused, I'm going to like review all this stuff or spend an hour. Let's just, I don't know, to me, it's like an hour can go by so quickly. It doesn't really sound like that much. But like you said, every second counts. Yeah. Or like when you're talking about F45 and lifting weights, like every rep counts. And I just learned to appreciate the like very single moments of like success that have built up over time. And I can honestly say like, I felt, and I still feel so much stronger than I've ever felt. And this is the beautiful thing too, is that by tapping into and experiencing and playing around with different physical activities, I've seen the benefits of how it's helped my yoga. Like I can do chaturangas properly now, which is <laughs> plank pose and you go down into a pushup and lift yourself up. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. I, I'm like, I, I can actually, cause I remember when I would do it back home, some of the teachers would be like, you still got to work on your arm strength. I'm like, I know. I love all of my limbs. My upper arm strength was like, not that good. But like lifting weights and all that stuff, I was able to do chaturangas. I've like, can do chin-ups now? I'm like, who <laughs> am I? I don't even know, but it feels so good, right? Like, Oh, for sure. It feels awesome. Like one, five, like, you know, you start off doing one, then you're like, I can do two, three, four, five. And I'm like, it's just this whole other kind of high. I know. I can't describe it. But and just, you know just keep going. Just keep going with it because... It might be yeah. that one chin up. It might be three chin ups one day. It might be five, but yeah. then sooner or later in two or three weeks, it's going to be eight. It's going to be 10. It's going to be 12. And then it might be eight, 10 or 12 the next day. So like, yeah. it, it's so rewarding to see that your body actually does adapt really easily. All you need to do is just challenge it. Yeah. Whatever you want out of your body, all you can really do is just challenge it and you will get there. You're yeah. just not going to get there all at once, which is perfectly fine. Yeah. And no such thing as cold turkey, but you've got to get like those small little tiny steps to for get sure. where you want to go. Oh, for sure. And the same thing with the weights. Like, I think I started off with like, I don't know, like four pounds, like dumbbells or whatever. <laughs> and then like towards now with the, with, with those dumbbells, I see like, you know, the, the, there's usually about two coaches that, you know, come, kind of come around and they know now because you go every day, you build a relationship and they're like your trainers. I'll have like, I love them, but in the moment, I'm just like, ugh, why are you making me do this? Or they find you in the moments where it's like the last 10 seconds and I'm already, I'm ready to give up. And I just hear them be like, come on, Cassie, you can do it. I was like, oh man, how are you, how do you just find those <laughs> How can you turn them off? Yeah, I was like, the moments where I'm so close to stopping and they just happen to be there. And I'm like, I know you were walking around. I don't know where you came from, but like they find you in those moments when you need to hear it. And I love that though, because I think that it's probably really rewarding being like working as like a personal trainer and stuff, because you see the growth. Like I see it in myself. I'm sure they see it every day in their clients. Yeah. But it's really cool to see. So when I like go for lifting something, like here, I think you can handle this. And they challenge you. And, and the, when you can rise to that challenge, oh, it's so good. It's yeah. so, so good. It totally is. I'm actually yeah. really happy because I didn't know that you were actually picking up F45 heavily. Uh, I just thought you were still in the yoga world and I just thought you were still practicing really like daily, basically. Yeah. So I still picked up uh, yeah. weightlifting. Kudos. Yeah, it's, Kudos. It's I never, this is the thing. I never thought that I would lift weights. It's just like, I think I never thought I would try, but I love the combination of the two. Oh so yeah. I, oh yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, when we did the 445 sessions, it was like, I couldn't wake up early enough to do a meditation before that. So like I would do 
But my routine is, is like going there to F45, 45 sessions, come home. And then I do my whole yoga meditation journaling. So I get an extra, like I do the stretch that you're saying, like when you do yoga, but you do something else before that, you get a deeper stretch. And that's Mm -hmm. what I felt like when I would come home and do my own practice. So clearing the mind, do my journaling, processing emotions, all that stuff, setting up my day with my intentions. And then doing the yoga was like the extra stretch. And that's when I realized I'm like, oh shit, I can hold a chaturanga or like (laughs) I can hold this plank now. Like who is this person? And then that is such a rush in itself. It's like, I want to do that again. Let's do it. You know, I want to do more of it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So my friends and I, I feel like for her is the same thing just in terms of her energy levels and like challenging herself, all that stuff. So we went, we would go Monday, pretty much the weekdays, five days a week, sometimes on a weekend. But the thing is, this is, I don't know if this is a little crazy, but I also really love to walk. Like, oh, that's not crazy at all. Beautiful, right? So like, especially me and her, this is what I mean. We're both grandmas. We'll like literally walk this. It's a pretty long street. So you can, there and back is like five kilometers. But like we walk, take our time. We're like looking at the gardens the flowers and we're talking about like oh this would be nice for this kind of house when we retire like literally grandmas with their walk <laughs> to the nonnas and nonnas you see like walk in with their hands behind their back like looking at the plans and whatever that's me and my friend i'm glad you can say that walking is for nonnas so i really hope that alex gets the chance to alex, see this. i heard your conversation there okay well no i'm just saying that that's <laughs> what people do but it's also like i can understand where she's coming from too because it's just peaceful you know? I, I understand the peaceful side to it. I totally get that side of it. But yeah. for me, and I think for you now too, maybe because you're working out at 4.45 in the morning or 5 or 6 in the morning and you're doing your work early. Yeah. For me, I don't want to walk after dinner. Like that's, well, just, that's just too far off the day, you know? Well, no. So this is what I was about to tell you is that when I went, so my routine basically when I was in school was like go to the class, the 4.45 session, do my yoga journal meditation, do the rest of my day, whatever school thing I had. And then after in the evening, I go on my walk still. <laughs> no, that's not for me. Yeah, for me, that, no, that's the thing. That might be a thing for you. That's cool. And that's a thing for Alex, a thousand percent. She'll have dinner, but she needs to go walk afterwards. For me, yeah. I have dinner. And you know how you said like you need that one hour to like wind down before you go to bed? Yeah. After I have dinner... Um, I don't know if you know, but I, I do fasting. So like yeah. right now it's, uh, 10, 10 right now, basically here in Toronto, I only ate dinner at like eight o'clock, basically just before we got onto the podcast. So what's your fasting time? Like, cause I, this is interesting. I don't know many people that fast, but the ones that I've met here, like my friends, I feel like I know more guys that are fat, that do this kind of like intermittent fasting thing. Mm. I don't know any of my girlfriends here that are doing it. So what's your time frame for fasting that you do? So my window is typically four hours of eating. So I'll take 20 hours off and then four hours of eating. Um, So it could be anywhere from actually maybe even four to to five hours of eating a day, basically. But um, just do the way my day works out. Uh, I could eat my first meal at like 7.30 in the day. 7.30 at night. So no breakfast, no lunch. No breakfast, no lunch. I'll eat at 7.30 at night. And I can eat as far back as like 1130 at night. Oh my gosh, that's such a late window. How are you not <laughs> angry at the world the whole day? Alex, Alex is the same way. Alex is exactly the same way. But I would like to say that I'm flexible. So I'm not super hard on that. So I'm hard on the window. I'm not hard on like 730. 
So if Alex and I want to go out for dinner together and we eat at five o'clock, like I eat at five o'clock and I try not to eat past 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Right. So it's more of that time span as opposed to like the specific time you're using. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm, if it's, if it's just my work week, like I'll eat at seven 30, eight o'clock. Yeah. But if it's the weekends, it's a little bit earlier. So what time do you usually wake up? Um, uh, sometimes it could be, you know what, honestly, my work schedule is all over the place right now mm-hmm. and work schedule, the gym schedule. Um, I don't know if you know, but a lot of this podcasting requires a lot of editing. I don't know if uh, Cheska's told you. Yeah. So well, I, I kind of don't have a lot of free time right now. So my, my clock is all over the place. I, my clock is messed up. My okay. sleep hygiene is messed up. My, like everything is messed up right now, okay. but overall, if I would have to say, my goal yeah. is to try to focus on hitting like eight and a half hours in bed. Okay. Not actually asleep, but like literally in bed. In bed. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's true. That's also a different thing, right? Lying in bed is different from actually sleeping. Mm-hmm. So. Some people just like, like I have this like sleep kind of watcher with me and some people, some people yeah. will be like, Oh, well I spent eight and a half hours in bed. I'm like, well, you may have spent eight and a half hours in bed, but you weren't sleeping for eight and a half hours. Like, yeah, that's a big one too. But again, we can talk about sleep another time. But for me, yeah. fasting, yeah, it's a, it's a really tight window. Some people can do it. Some people can't do it. Um, it's not for everybody, yeah. but it, it kind of depends on what you want to achieve out of it. And some yeah. people can definitely pull it off and some people just can't eat. Like they, they can't hold off eating that long. Yeah. When did you start doing the fasting? I don't think I knew. Uh, I've, probably, I've probably been almost like a year on it by now. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, Al hates me for it. I could see why. Like, like I said, you know, when you're hanging out with friends or you're going on dates, like food is just so central in all of our lives, right? Yeah. And, like, yeah. You're restricting the time to what you can eat. I could see why she would be. <laughs> I know. I know. But what can you do? That's fair. But yeah, um, I've never tried fasting in that way. I just, I don't eat past a certain time at night, I guess. Okay. So like, it's not, I don't, I've never considered it fasting, but I guess it's just like, I don't know. I was, a, I was actually the exact same way. So she would yeah. never consider herself as a person that fasts, Yeah. but her eating window suggests that she does fast. Yeah. yeah. So she would eat breakfast at like seven o'clock in the morning, have dinner at like five o'clock, six o'clock as, as normal. Yeah. Um, but then from, let's call it from seven o'clock to the next morning, she's like 12 and 12. So like. She's kind of fasting if you think about it, but. So I'm kind of like her in that way. Like it's kind of like, I guess, regimented, but it's not with a specific time frame fasting. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. It's not for everybody. I'm not trying to impose that on anyone right now. Oh, yeah. but it's, it's not about anybody. I've never, really, I've never really known about it until my friends here were like, oh, I, I do this intermittent fasting thing. I was like, oh, tell me more. Like, what is that about? So I don't really know much about it. It's but... all good. It's all good. For me, um, I just don't want your body. Number one, I don't want to be dependent on food. I don't want food to dictate how I am that day. Like yeah. I personally feel as if I have energy to go throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel as if I need to like pull up to my lunch bag, pull up my food, go to yeah. a restaurant, grab a sub or like, like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be tied and restricted to food to what I want to do in my day. Yeah. Um, second, I kind of need to give my stomach a break. Um, you obviously probably remember me as like young John where like, I was just kind of a big boy and I was always putting food in my mouth and I was like always that like little chunky fat kid. Um, so yeah, I kind of wanted to get a little bit off of that and kind of just 
you know, yeah. find a window to control some food and at the same time, give my stomach a break. So, yeah. um, your body metabolizing food, like around the clock is definitely not good. So I wanted to give my stomach a break and just kind of give it that, uh, relaxation and just, you know, feel a little more comfortable, yeah. but eat when you really, really want to eat. And when you want to eat, you actually eat. Yeah. It's yeah. not about like just putting a granola bar in my mouth and having a yogurt and then having a banana. No, no. When I want to eat, I'm going to eat. Yeah. So I it's a, that. it's, it's, it's a weird, weird concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and in addition to that, if you don't know, um, a lot of fat loss benefits into intermittent fasting as well, too. Uh, that's why my friends here do it, I think. Like, yeah. And there's I'm- actually, there's actually been a lot of research saying that uh, you can increase your muscle mass significantly faster mm-hmm. by intermittent fasting as well, too. Okay, fair. So a lot of weird, a lot of cool research out there about it. A lot of cool research. Yeah, there's always research in these areas. And even like gut microbiome, I find fascinating. I learned that in school. Oh man, that stuff's so cool. And I feel like they're still on the cusp of learning about. So they oh, say yeah. that our, our gut microbiomes are basically like as unique as, you know, like your DNA, mm. like your, your fingerprint. That's like yeah. unique to each person because- like obviously it's like what your genetic predisposition, but also what you eat and, and you can change your gut flora, right. Based off of your changed diet, not surprisingly. And I just find that stuff so cool because also you have a lot of nerves and neurons, right. In your gut, they call it like the third nervous system. And you know, me with the brain, I find that stuff fascinating. So the microbiome in and of itself is fascinating, but then you tie that in with like the connection with how it affects your mood and how that can be out for the rest of your day. That stuff is so cool. I totally agree. I totally agree. And one of the things I noticed was when I was eating around the clock. So whenever Mm -hmm. I had a breakfast, I had a lunch, I had a snack, I had another snack, I had dinner, I had another snack. Like I I just, I felt lousy. I didn't feel sharp. Like I never felt crisp. But I noticed that when I started fasting, I took food off of the plate. Like I literally said, focus on the task, focus on the work, focus on working out, uh, focus on a stretch. And it made me actually kind of just really concentrate on what I'm doing. Yeah. And I think just, again, not being dependent on food. Some people are totally cool about that, but uh, just not being dependent on food makes me feel good. Yeah, that's good. Um, Like just doing things that make you feel good, which means, I mean, for me, it's like taking that step back and learning yourself and learning about your body. Like what feels good inside your body, which only you can tell, right? Of course. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I always go to Alex's house and uh, her mom is so nice to me. She'll like say, hey, John, do you want a snack? And I'll be like at three o'clock in the afternoon. I'll be like, thanks, Mary. I'm, I'm okay. She's like, are you sure? I don't want to force any food on you. I'm like, thanks. I'm okay for now. <laughs> so I always feel so bad because they're so nice. But yeah, yeah I, I try not to be rude about it. Yeah. Um, but again, like you said, not many other people know what it really feels like when you are actually feeling that sensation in your body saying, you know, what, I'm going to try this. Uh, I'm going to experiment with that. Only, yeah. you know, how, how that works for you. Right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And even um, I feel like that there's, I think a difference too, but like challenging yourself, but also knowing where your body limitations are in that moment. Right. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to go from not lifting weights to trying to lift like a hundred kilos or something. Right. So knowing the, I guess like, again, for yourself, challenge, what the balance is between challenging yourself and knowing what you can handle in that moment. Right. Yeah. 
And having obviously people around you that are encouraging and supportive and also knowledgeable about that too. Like I was very open to hearing, especially from the coaches when I first started lifting, I'm like, I don't know how to do this. I don't want to break my back. So please tell me how to properly hold this and what the form is or whatever, because I don't know what I'm doing. And they were just so like, I mean, I think it's just also their personalities, but just non-judgmental, so supportive of everyone that walks through that door. That's the vibe. And I think that if people like were the, for the first time, whether it's trying lifting weights at 45 or whatever the activity is, if you come in with a good first experience like that, surrounded by good people, very knowledgeable, encouraging, willing to help, it obviously shapes your experience of that, that you're more inclined to try it again right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Even especially like you're saying, I think a lot of us are also very caught up in our heads of like, Oh, I don't know what it looks like. That was another thing with running for me. I'm like, probably look like this idiot running up the street. <laughs> like Phoebe <laughs> running around. Huh? You look like Phoebe running around. <laughs> no, like run like no one's looking. Well, you know what though? I had this conversation with my friend. So, you know me, I'm very free spirit, whatever. So I walked to her place. It's probably like a decent like 15 20 minute walk and I'm listening to my music I'm in my own little world and it was just like I saw her from like down the street okay. and so she saw, she saw me. she has good vision she's like 20 20 vision tip so like I'm listening to my music I'm literally like dancing like this as I'm walking down the street I don't care what I look like and she's <laughs> laughing because I'm and I was like I told her the story about Phoebe she didn't really watch friends but I referenced okay. that I'm like see I just if I'm gonna run if I'm gonna walk I'm gonna freaking dance walk you're gonna I was enjoy like, it I'm gonna you're gonna enjoy I don't care what I look like. And she's just like, I don't know how you do that. Cause I'm still like, I'm not where you are in terms of that level of just like be your true self and be confident. At that point, I've just, the whole idea of like letting go of these limiting beliefs and ideas of like, what other people think of you? It's honestly so freeing, right? Know, like we had it right. I feel, you know, yeah. literally run, dance, whatever you're doing. I also did my whole little hip hop experiment. I think, you know, yeah. Like, oh yeah. 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 Run whatever the activity is as if no one's watching. Cause at the end of the day, who cares? Right. You're doing it totally. for you. Right. And the same thing with the yoga, but I know it's, it's very easy, especially when you have a mirror in front of you, it's all self-conscious that you're looking at yourself, but everyone else is looking at you. I felt the same way with dance too. Like the hip hop, they have, you know, dance studios will have the mirror in front of you. Yeah. Yep. Like probably look like a real idiot doing this five count or whatever, but you just learn when you let go of that. Oh my goodness. It's the most freeing thing in the world. I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So I'm um, like, I'm so happy that you went to yoga, got out of your head of doing that and trying it. Cause <laughs> like there are so many more benefits, right? To doing oh yeah. It yeah. Versus not doing it for that reason. Like, Oh, I don't want to do this because I'm afraid what people will think. Like to me, I don't think that's a good enough excuse to not do anything. No, right? no, no, it's definitely not. But again, you learn those experiences some ways. Yeah. Like for me, yoga is, for me, yoga is taking that gradual step, yeah. but for someone else take like going to yoga class might be like a massive leap. So I think just being aware of like how much of a gap each activity is, yeah. then you can actually determine, okay, I can challenge myself with this because it's not as big of a gap as, you know, going to yoga yeah. class. Yeah. So I think evaluating, you know, how stressed one scenario could be or another could be. I think if you evaluate each scenario specifically, then you can say, you know what? I'm ready to take on this one today. I'm ready to take on that one tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah. definitely lessons I, to learn along the way. Um, oh, yeah. But I wanted to ask you about recovery because I did not know that you valued sleep as much. I know that you're an old soul, but. Yeah, I um, need a lot of sleep. I need my siesta time. <laughs> I, need, <laughs> I need my afternoon walk. Nap time. 
Yeah, my nap time. <laughs> um, so like what got you into the sleep? What got you into like believing that you really needed um, like a lot of sleep? Well, I don't even know where it started from, but my friend Kathleen, she's like I said, she's like my life coach. She's my unpaid life coach. And she, <laughs> she loved, like, we both love to read, listen to podcasts, all that stuff. But um, she was re- not just like, so this is the thing with her and uh, my other friend, Namita, like, again, like very, we're very interested in like science and the research that's out there and all this kind of stuff. And so both of them recommended this one book to me. It's called Why We Sleep. Okay. And there's this researcher forget what university, somewhere in California. I want to say Berkeley, but I could be wrong. I have to double check that. But um, this researcher, his whole life, he's basically a sleep researcher, a sleep scientist. And um, I didn't at this time of school have time to like leisurely read. So I listened to, you know how Google does talks for their employees, like Google talk. So I I had enough time to do that (laughs) on like two times speed. I'm like, I'll watch this YouTube (laughs) Google talk video. And which basically summarizes the book. So I okay. want to actually properly sit down this summer. I have a whole book list, but this is one of the books. Um, and they both recommended it to me. I value their recommendations. So, and I, and I watched the Google talk. So I have an idea of generally what it's about. Okay. But basically, even just from a, if you don't know anything about sleep, just if we think about it as human beings, right? Like we spend a good chunk of our 24 hours of a day sleeping. Like, why is that? Like, evolutionarily, why do we need to sleep, right? Like, that's such a significant amount of time that we're literally closing our eyes and just recovering in some way, right? Like, our body's doing something during that time. What is it doing? That, to me, is just a fascinating question. So I was like, I want to know more. So I watched this Google talk, and he's basically just saying, the obviously, the benefits that and the benefits and the purpose of sleep. The general gist is it's recovery, like you said, right? Yeah. Well, one thing that I learned... From, from watching it. I mean, obviously I knew generally speaking that like helps with your concentration, especially as a, as a student, right? And you're learning all these things. Your brain literally needs that time to process everything that happened in your day. But the thing, the one takeaway that I thought was super fascinating was the emotional processing aspect of it. Like your brain is still on, which is the idea of like REM sleep, right? Like your rapid mm-hmm. eye movement, the different cycles that you experience when you sleep. And some uh, types of those cycles when you're sleeping are deeply processing versus others, right? Like you yeah. have different waves of, of sleep. Yeah. And you and enter so, those, uh, you enter those stages at different times in your sleep as well too. Exactly. Yeah. So you yeah. get more REM in the early morning and whatever. So all of those states are important. It's important for memory consolidation. And that's where for me, kind of, I guess I was first introduced to like tech, like the importance of sleep through my research with Alzheimer's because one of the things is like sleep apnea is a big thing for especially the elderly that are maybe a little bit more overweight it's that's obviously an issue that yeah sleep apnea test and also in terms of one of the um, kind of questionnaires that you get with along neuropsychiatric symptoms one of them is sleep disturbances so sleep has always been like in the background in the foreground yeah yeah Yeah. um but hearing about it and talking about it with my friends and just like experiencing like i'm I, I purposely get enough sleep because I know I'm not a nice person if I don't get enough sleep. <laughs> I get cranky on the basic things. Like if I'm hungry, I'll get hangry. If I'm sleepy, I'm not nice. So, and not only not nice, but like I, I have a really hard time concentrating. And for me, with all this like material that I'm learning, I just need to be on point as best as I can. So yeah. I try to do all the things that I feel have helped me and, and 
continue building the habits to do those regularly. So like sleep, the yoga, the meditation, the working out. And interestingly too, I don't know if you knew this, but one of the studies we worked on uh, at the hospital was on Alzheimer's and the benefits of aerobic exercise. Oh, okay. Did not yeah. know about that. So, yeah. So that was one of my main projects. Um, I sadly, obviously I left, so it kind of didn't really continue <laughs> along, but um, we were basically, the, the take home of that was we were looking at, cause you know, with Alzheimer's disease, there was no cure currently, right? Yeah. So a lot of the research is looking at, well, one, there's the pharmacological aspect of finding. Of course. Know, what will help best. Yeah. But along the way, there's also this aspect of like, what's the non-pharmacological stuff we can do to help either prevent or hold off of some of the symptoms and all this stuff. So not surprisingly, exercise is a good thing. Oh, right? uh, not, not surprisingly, I guess. Exercise, sleep, eating right. Like not surprisingly, those are good for you. <laughs> and, and as with the body, everything is so interconnected, right? So anything like Obviously, aerobic exercise is good for all your body, but your heart, which pumps more blood to your brain and brain in and of itself, you have your, uh, this protein called BDNF for short, but brain derived nootrophic factor. And, oh yeah. Uh, have you heard of it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like the rat models and like the basic science that they've done so far, they've done tests with, you know, mice and whatnot, and they've shown this idea of like the neuroplasticity right, that comes with an increasing your BDNF to help with memory and mm -hmm. strengthening your brain. So I've always been proactive of like, you know, exercise as a means for longevity, like we said, right, to stave off from heart disease and all that stuff, but it's also really great for your brain. So what was even my point of the story? That we're doing this research, yes, and that it's, it, it can help with, um, yeah, it can, it, we're looking into it and, and, trying to figure out from a neuroscience standpoint, like what is the connections of the neural networks and like what, what are the real benefits at a, at a network level, right? Okay. So in the brain, okay. we have different networks. So for example, um, when you're thinking of decision-making, right? You're using your higher brain centers, which is you typically think of like the front part of your brain, your frontal lobe. And the frontal lobe is like your higher executive. So decision-making, for example, is one thing. And your brain is all connected, right? So you yeah. have networks across, you have your brain and they're all connected in some sort of way. That in and of itself is really, really complicated. But um, currently we know that there are certain networks, like so for example, the executive network. When you think of executive network, you're thinking decision-making is one thing, right? Like mm -hmm. higher order processing that requires you to move beyond your primitive brain of like emotions, for example, right? So anyways, we were looking at trying to analyze the benefits of people that uh, had or did the aerobic exercise in relation to the strength of those connections within the network, okay. right? And other studies, like other um, researchers around the world have been looking into this. And again, it's not really surprising whether you're looking at it from a connection level in terms of the networks, or you're looking at the amount of volume. So, you know, with neurodegenerative diseases, it's that your brain atrophies, right? Yep. So like when you're analyzing it in terms of the volume of your brain, whether it's gray or white matter across the globe, generally at this point, you find that your brain benefits from exercise, right? <laughs> surprise, surprise. That's the take home. So um, that has kind of what 
led me to the idea of sleep because obviously your brain needs the sleep to process not only like to help consolidate your memory to help you focus better in the day but again with the idea of emotional processing it's like your mood which combines with your food right with your food gut health brain all of those things are connected and and make for a healthier lifestyle and and longer like longevity right yeah yeah so that's kind of how i got interested in the idea of sleep and how important it is for me. And also just viscerally, I know I need a lot of sleep. People are different. Some people can get by with, you know, X four or five or six. Four or five. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just not like that. I need, sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I need uh, regular full on like seven at least hours plus a nap in between. That's wow. me. Yeah. I used to I be the guy that used to live on like five hours of sleep. And I was always five to six, believe it or not. So remember I was talking to you about those mornings where I'd wake up at like four o'clock, go to the gym. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My number was five and a half. If I got five and a half hours of sleep, I would wake up at four o'clock in the morning, get to the gym at four 30. And yeah. basically, obviously I'd be home around like six, six 30. Like I wasn't at the gym. I'm not, a, I wasn't at the gym. The goal for me wasn't to be at the gym for four hours. Yeah. But was to be get in, get out and mm -hmm. like get your day going. Yeah. So, like you said, uh, I would always take a nap as well too before I went to work. So I had the luxury of working in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And those mornings I woke up at four o'clock, I would actually take a nap from 10 to 12. Yeah. So I did find a way to get eight hours, you know, cumulatively, but it wasn't all consecutive. Yeah. Um, but I think what I did notice over time, and believe it or not, this year has actually been the year where I've kind of like changed my habits, mm -hmm. is that there are so many benefits to your sleep that it is on a mental restorative side that, you know, if you can find a way to increase your REM sleep, you will just mentally be sharper. That, that's a hundred percent where you are. Yeah. Um, for me, it was also the physical side of it that was more intriguing. So once you get into the slow wave sleep yeah. kind of stretch, um, that's where I found that your body actually just recovers physically significantly greater at a significantly greater level than it would have ever before. Yeah. So where I thought six hours was a number, it's actually not really a six hours. Like if I really had the chance and I really have the opportunity to, I'd try to spend nine and a half hours in bed. Yeah. Yeah. So and that was a question that, excuse me, and the Q and A session that this guy had in the Google talk, um, people were like, how many hours am I supposed to get? So he says like ballpark, you know, seven to eight, but it's different for everyone. Right. Too. Mm -hmm. Generally though, like, they were like, I think one of the questions was, is it possible to get too much sleep? But what I found interesting with what he said was, let's say that, you know, you pull an all-nighter for like a week and then you're like, oh, it's okay. I'll just catch up on the weekend. He kind of said that there's no such thing as catching up. Correct. Because you can't get back that deficit. Yeah. So, and, and not surprisingly, it's obviously better to have a regimented habit of getting enough sleep on average. Like sure, some days you may have to pull, I mean, I never pull all-nighters, that's not a thing I do, but- But you people, might have a late night studying or you might have yeah, a test coming up and you have to spend a little more time there. Yeah, so like sometimes you'll have those, but like I'm aware of the deficits that that would bring. So I'm kind, of on, I'm kind of on the camp where, and this I've always known this too in high school, I didn't know much about sleep, but my teacher really emphasized it and I kind of just saw it from how I performed in school that if I, I'd rather go to bed early, knowing what I know, just calling it a night, getting a proper sleep versus pulling an all nighter. <laughs> cramming. And, and cramming. Cause I just know I'm not, I, I'd still perform better with the knowledge that I had having gotten enough sleep 
versus trying to pull an all-nighter and like cram all this stuff and then perform decently. Really? Like that, that's just not how I am. Yeah. I'd rather get the sleep. I'll sacrifice not having gone through everything for the sleep. Always. It's good. You yeah. know what? Some people just don't figure that out. Um, so kudos to you for finding that out at a really early age. Because I think sleep is probably the most underrated, unappreciated part of recovery that I don't think people like pay any attention to whatsoever. So uh, kudos to you for getting a nap in. Because if I could, I would definitely get a nap in every day. But I just, I just can't. Yeah. I would yeah. love to, but I just can't. Yeah. Well, that's the one thing too that I will say with COVID is because our classes have been online so you and they're recorded. So you, it's nice in the oh, sense that... Oh, dangerous. Yeah. It's <laughs> nice in the sense that you, because you're recorded, you can go back and listen to it and you basically make your own schedule. Like that's kind of the freedom that I had or I found a way to work it in to make it benefit me. Yeah. Was yeah. to, okay, I can, I have all this, I have 24 hours. I have to do, listen to this amount of lectures. I need to review this amount of stuff, but I have all these other things like working out my yoga, my walks and all this stuff that I want to do in between. So how am I going to play around with this to optimize all of those activities, optimize my energy levels and whatever. So for example, if there was a morning lecture and I was kind of like, I don't know, usually in the morning I'm more awake. So I take that back. Let's say there was an evening lecture. I'm like, I'm already checked out mentally. <laughs> I'm going to like, I'll listen to the recording, I'll take the break, I'll cook, I'll do my walk, I'll come back refreshed and energized and focused where I'll actually then spend that hour lecture actually paying attention. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'd rather oh, do yeah. that, you know, if the lecture is at four o'clock and I'm like, I'm kind of tired, but like, let me just do it to get it over with. I'd rather just not, Yeah. you know? Yeah. I'll do my own stuff, recover mentally, do whatever I got to do and then come back to it. So I can actually pay attention that the hour is more optimized in that way yep. than like half asleep. I'm like, close my eyes <laughs> on the table, just like, just to get it done. Of like, course. I don't like to do that. So. No, I think absorbing it is obviously important, but I, if you're able to understand where you're going to absorb it, obviously you're trying to optimize, you know, your own benefit, your own health and your yeah. own knowledge. Um, yeah. And some people just sometimes are not aware, but that's okay. You know, yeah. it's part of the learning process where you just got to, you, there are so many stressors out there. Like you, we said earlier, yeah. there's so many distractions yeah. out there. Uh, yeah. We just have to manage our energies in a way that's beneficial for us. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally agree. Do you uh, believe in the circadian rhythm? Oh yeah. Circadian okay. Rhythm. Some people just are like, ah, I don't believe in that hoopla. I don't believe in that astrology kind of business. What do you mean hoopla? What do you mean? What was the argument of circadian rhythm? Some people just don't believe that, you know, getting your body on like an actual schedule of like, okay, I'm going to fall asleep. Or like you said, prepare for sleep an hour prior. Yeah. Mentally prepare your body to actually go to sleep and yeah. then waking up at the same time, getting into that rhythm. Some people just don't believe that that's actually a, a thing. Uh, like, so they don't believe that having a routine routine is like well so circadian rhythms biologically are a thing right like the melatonin it is so that's what i mean by like i believe in that but i'm also pro routine yes that's the way that i'm able to fall asleep because the thing is that with the whole f45 when i started that that was a new routine that i had to adapt to so i had to figure mm. out like when do i have to go to sleep when do i have to start this routine because for a while i was playing around with the timing of things because i wasn't getting enough sleep and i felt the effect of it so hard i'm like <laughs> I can't do this, but I'm like, no, you got to figure this out. 
So I just kind of looked at it as, okay, we're exper this is our experimental phase of what we need to do to make sure this is like a consistent habit that we have. And so that was the routine that I came up with. But uh, yeah, and the circadian rhythms from a biological science standpoint, but the whole melatonin, the light, definite thing. Awesome. But I'm also a pro of like, I personally need that routine in order to get an optimal sleep. Yeah. Not just lying in bed, but actually getting a deep sleep. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Yeah. So that's where I am on that camp. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I want to say thank you for coming on to the podcast. Oh, this uh, time has flew by. Oh, my goodness. It flew by. Yeah, I don't even know what time it is. Uh, 1040. How long have we been talking? Just under three hours right now. Oh, my <laughs> Two and a half. I, I guess two and a half or so. Um, I, mean, I, I knew that I could talk an ear off, but I didn't realize how fast <laughs> the time goes. And you know what? I bet you, if you came here and you were doing this in our basement, yeah, uh, you would have like a similar feel as Richard would have had, whereas just like nostalgic, you know, you can oh. you could definitely do this all day long. Oh, and uh, it, it got to the point where Richard's like, just let me know when you want to do a second one, man. I'm like, yeah, no problem. I'll let you know when the second one's going to happen. I love that. That's awesome. So maybe, maybe when you come, oh, hopefully we'll talk again before that. But when you come back to Toronto and I'm still doing this, mm -hmm. cross our fingers. If I'm still doing this, when you come back to Toronto, we're going to have you uh, live here in person next time. Oh yeah. I would love that. I feel like <laughs> I haven't actually been to your house. Like he said, also in a very long time. I know. I know. It's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a ton. Been a long time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so before we wrap this up, two things. So the okay. second thing I think, you know, we're going to do it in just a sec. I'm prepped for you as well. I'm a computer but, <laughs> <laughs> The first thing I want to do is uh, ask you for yeah. some advice for someone that's going to listen to this podcast from you. Yeah. Uh, give someone some advice about just general health, whether mm -hmm. it be, it doesn't have to be diet based. It doesn't have to be lifestyle based. Just give someone some advice mm -hmm. or even three pieces of advice uh, yeah. that you think would be beneficial for someone's overall health. Okay. So with me, this is interesting because I feel like you kind of get the sense too, whether it's about health or specifically now medicine that I'm studying, I've always, my goal is to be as holistic as possible. Mm. So physical, mental, emotional. So I think the top three things would kind of encompass all of those aspects. Because yeah. to me, I guess if we're, like you said, labeling anything, those are aspects that are for me, what I found important for being human and having this like living life to its fullest. Yeah. So if I have to give three pieces of advice, one of them would be in terms of like, not just fitness, but in general, uh, stay curious. Just whatever, follow wherever your mind leads you, follow your intuition. If, you've, if something is like your gut's telling you, oh, this is fascinating, look it up. You know, we yeah. live in an age where like resources are just so readily available. Google's right there. We all have, <laughs> smartphones, like look it up, do a little research, watch whatever way you learn best, whether it's visual, YouTube, podcast, reading, whatever it is. I think it's always good to stay curious, not just intellectually, but also to try new things. Right. Yeah. So I guess the second part is to uh, believe in yourself. We talked a little bit about self-limiting beliefs in this. I think that I wouldn't be here in Australia studying <laughs> medicine having now known what it's like to lift weights and to like go to 45 and start running if I didn't believe in myself. And I think that if you can get out of your head, for me, that was the biggest thing, get out of your head, get out of the idea that, you know, 
people are looking at you or judging you. Yeah, people are looking at me, people are judging you, judging you because at the end of the day, I think that we're all just trying to do the best that we can with what we have. And if you honor where you are in your space, in your timeline, in your journey, if you just believe in yourself, you change- That's all that matters. You change your world and you change everyone else's world around you by extension. And that is so powerful. Yeah. Like don't underestimate yourself in that way because I think that is a huge thing. And then to that point, my third piece would be don't be afraid to be your authentic self. <laughs> yes, because I feel, I genuinely believe this, that everyone has multiple gifts. And if you get out of your own head, you listen to your intuition, you, you stay curious, you'll tap into that. And if everyone were to actualize their true potential, game changer the world would be a different place you know yeah so those i think would be my top three advice i fucking love those three i love those yeah. three and i knew i had you on the podcast for a reason um i really wish again you were here in toronto to share that advice as well too but uh, if you got your kombucha ready i hope you enjoy you've got I the got uh, passion fruit again passion fruit this passion fruit yeah i hope you enjoy yeah. your passion fruits did you finish your coffee at least i did nice nice that literally has never happened <laughs> did it fully explode no just a little bit <laughs> nice hold on uh, it's all good but yeah i got it open there we go <laughs> <laughs> of course it's on a podcast but this is <laughs> recorded publicly that i can't open a bottle but here we don't go. worry I'll, I'll be good in the edits i'll be nice in the edits thank you <laughs> you can put this a blooper or something yeah i don't worry i got a i got a kombucha section already coming oh perfect so um, here we go. Cheers. cheers thank you for coming to the podcast um I, I loved having you as a guest because i think you embody the whole holistic side of health and fitness um oh, it's not about a picture of how you look in the mirror it's not about a diet that you're going to eat. It's literally about how you feel. And sometimes it comes down to just doing the simplest and most basic things, which is listening to like this, listening to your body, listening to your health. And you know what? The one thing you mentioned, and I'm going to definitely learn from uh, is be curious. Uh, I, by nature, I'm not a curious person. Uh, I play a lot of things very safe. And to some degree, that's me being my natural self. Yeah. But I do find a way to, you know, try to express this message, this, you know, this passion that I have towards health and fitness that hopefully I hope that my listeners that are listening to this, uh, get that off of you as well too. So thank you for coming to the podcast. Well, I also want to say too, like, good for you for doing this. I feel like I've known you, like I said, my whole life and I've always kind of seen you as being like, I know, I feel like you're the strong silent type. That's kind of, Oh, it's dangerous. Yeah. It could be dangerous. And so when I heard and I saw your pockets, I was like, fuck yeah, there you go. Get out of that comfort zone. Like put yourself out there. I feel like you viscerally have and like experientially have so much knowledge that it, I'm just so happy that you're doing this and you're putting this content out Thank there. Thank you. Thank you. Because people need to hear it. I think it's a, Thank you. It's a great creative outlet and you, you're, you have the lived experience that I'm like, I'm really happy for you and very proud of you. So. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to tell you a little short story. Very, very sure. short. And I'll try to be quick with this. Sure. Um, 
I went to a conference in Calgary, uh, I want to say about four years ago now. And mm-hmm. the purpose of the conference, it was a leadership conference. Okay. And a guy that was watching and basically regulating the entire conference, um, he was basically going through courses, little exercises, and a group of like 16 of us were all participating and we're all having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, he came to me at, the, at a break period. He mm-hmm. basically said, I know you. And I'm like, oh, you know me. And me still being very quiet. Yeah. I was like, what do you know about me? He goes, you're the strong, silent type. You're only going to say something when you really know that you're confident about it and you want your message to be shared. And that's what this is. Uh, this yeah. is my own outlet. I want a message to be shared, but it's not my message that I want to be shared. It's the message from like each and every one of you because I don't see you that often. I don't get a chance to, you know, communicate with you and like really get that connection together. And a lot of my adult life and a lot of my young life, I've just been the guy that's kind of kept to myself, but now I want to kind of get out there and, you know, listen to your stories, kind of share your stories as well. Celebrate your stories because I've got some power, but everything you just said in your podcast is fucking phenomenal. And I really wish that someone else could listen to this. They may not get, every single thing and try to do every single thing, but I want them to get one thing at least and find a way to make their health and their body and their fitness, their brain, their everything about them just incrementally better. So thank you for coming to the podcast. I enjoyed having you here. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. (laughs) I hope you really enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it and uh, just be safe in Australia. Be safe in Queensland. Uh, Stay away from the COVIDs. Keep your mask on. Too. Wash your hands. Always wash your hands. <laughs> always wash your hands. Yeah. And drink lots always and lots of kombucha. Yeah. And kombucha always. Yes. Lots of kombucha. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Again, thanks for coming again. And uh, yeah, we'll keep in touch for sure. Air many- hugs until then. Big hugs. Big hugs. <laughs> COVID hugs. You know what my COVID hugs are? Distant socially air hugs. I st- I'm not going to lift my leg up because it's uh, 11 o'clock at night and I'm pretty stiff right now, but. A COVID hug to me is now just sticking up my foot at somebody and just kicking them. (laughs) So COVID hugs for the fam. And uh, again, wish you all the best. Be safe out there. You too. I miss ya. I miss ya. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the Manny Project Podcast. Don't forget to download, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can now listen to the Manny Project Podcast now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You can also visit our Facebook page and our YouTube channel at The Manny Project. And you can also visit our Instagram page for the latest updates and upcoming guests at the.manny.project. Be safe, everyone.